0: Welcome to Game Brain, a board game podcast with Matthew Robinson's Gaming Group. I am your host, Tom Donnelly, and we have a very special end of the year extravaganza for all of you because today I sit across from not one guest, but two guests, and no ordinary guests, my friends, legends of the pod. First, the man who gave me more abandonment issues than my own father, the Boston barrier of board games himself. Alfred Darlington. <laughs> so nice to be back. Hold on. Can I, can I just do something that's been bothering me really quick? Are you jumping in before yeah. I introduce you? Tom.
1: <laughs> this Tom, is Tom, bad Tom, Tom. podcasting. Hold on. Tom. Say Alfred's stage name. Daedalus. Alfred, say your stage name. I, you Alfred, say your stage you, name. Did you say Daedalus? Daedalus? Alfred, Daedalus. say your stage name. Daedalus, yeah. <laughs> for 20 episodes or whatever, <laughs> I've sat through you saying his name wrong, and I, I, I have not corrected you purely because I was waiting for this. Moment. The, the, okay. There's no wrong. There's no wrong. There's uh-huh. just There's just the way it's supposed to be said.
0: If, right. you, <laughs> if you listen to the Dimitri episode, you will know that I know my Greeks. Uh, and, oh, he's and, calling you and out. When I, st- saying and when I studied, you're saying
1: your name wrong. And when I studied Greek literature, they they pronounced it Daedalus, I, but, but I do
2: spell it radically different. So I don't, yeah. even Ooh. though I source it from the Greek mythology, I don't spell it correctly in that regard. Ooh. But that's okay. I really respect you Tom and I really honor whatever you <laughs> want to bring to this podcast. Your unique flavor, I, your New Jersey flair. I'm going to appreciate it.
1: <laughs> like the sheriff just has to show up every once in a while and like, you know, just clean
0: up the town a little. I'm going to throw Speaking I'm, of
2: which, the other guests on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it kind of blew that right there, okay? We we don't we don't just have a guest on the podcast. Uh-huh. We have the man uh, on I'll, the marquee. I'll let you do this. Back from his exile as a game enthusiast, Solo Uno. Matt Robinson. Thank you very much. So wonderful to
1: come back and hear the that there's still the crappy digital clicking and the songs at the opening. Why <laughs> still, is that? I don't
0: know. We need to update this
1: thing. Something weird is going. Someone on from there. Roadcaster, give us a call. Tell us how to fix that.
0: Matty on the ones and twos. We have a lot to talk about today. So, much. so let us just jump first right of all, in. Happy Hanukkah.
1: Merry I, Christmas.
0: Absolutely. Happy New Year.
1: Happy Kwanzaa.
0: All the things. Happy, happy. Absolutely. All of the any holiday that you want to celebrate, we are here to celebrate it with you. Sure right there's a game for that and do you know how we celebrate (laughs) just here for Hanukkah
2: (laughs) New Year's that's that's ends up being the only holiday anymore um,
1: there will be a gig on New
2: Year's, just like there's always is. a gig for yeah. you.
1: Unfortunately, you, yeah. you, you, you work on New Year's while the rest of us, well, I'll be asleep at 9.30, but the rest of us do f- fun stuff. That's you, a
2: holiday of your own, it right? Is.
0: You are going to play an 18xx game and then gig.
2: Yeah, that's, that wow. is that is going to be a, a, New a New years. true holiday. A that's going to be yeah.
0: amazing. Jeez. I can't wait. Yes, we're going to be doing 1862. We're playing it this week. Cannot wait. Uh, Maddie won't be playing with us. So, I mean, it's just, it gets better and better the more <laughs> so we talk awful. about it.
1: <laughs> So sad.
2: Uh, there's Listen, a solo solo game implementation of, of there 1862. is there is a solo version of 1822.
0: Yeah, you'll get it. Then. I I see it. it it's that a be 1862. It is a mimeographed one page piece of paper. <laughs> it is the they saddest. Didn't even, they didn't even put it in the rules. <laughs> you just read the paper and then you've played. Yeah. As you touch the paper, the ink comes off in your fingers. Yeah. It's it, it's it's uh, not at all a, a last minute addition to the game. Hey, so. We don't
1: know. It could be great.
0: <laughs> Let's talk, gentlemen. Let's talk. About Game Night. And after hearing that again, it's uh, about time for us to ask for anybody has has any Easter-themed game night uh, songs for us. That would be great. That'll be about around the time when we're coming up to. (laughs) Or Sukkot, or uh, maybe Passover. St. Patrick's
1: Day. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's
0: Day. I I could.
1: Valentine's Day, if you will. It would all be good, but we do love it. Uh, Hold on one second. I'm buying uh, the Cooper Island solo deck, which just went online on the uh, Capstone website right now. Don't do it don't Why? do it how else am i going to
0: play it because it's not good you,
1: oh, it's not it's, it's not good hold on um, just like we corrected the daylist thing i'm just going to correct these for all future episodes it's not good for me true just add that in for me from Fact. the future i'd appreciate Fact. that thank you
0: but at a certain point when enough people say it's not good for me doesn't it become not good i've only heard you uh, i haven't okay. heard
1: anybody else say that oh no. jennifer uh it was it wasn't for her that's not the same as not good Oh, when Jennifer says that, she means it's not good. Well, but I think she's been in the hobby long enough to know that maybe that's not the most friendly <laughs> thing to say. And not necessarily a definitive statement, because there's no such thing as good or bad
0: in taste. Sure, sure. But you get enough of an audience. And, you know, like, how many games that are 10,000 on the board Game Geek do you play? Are 10,000? Oh, I mean, not many, but a lot that are 1,000 and up. saying, that's a bunch of people that have all said... Tom, not good for me. Tom, I'm going to just bring it
2: back to your own best of underrated games. There was plenty of, of
1: buried treasure out there. Yeah.
0: There is, there is. Yep. I'm not sure ten thousand, but uh, no, actually, my, my one of my favorites, Warlord, is down there. Is A lot of down people there.
1: like the movie Joker too. It, it exists. Mean they're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. We had a game night. We had a fairly epic game night on Friday. We played Crystal Palace. We played Snowdonia. We played QE. We played Avalon. We played Marco Polo 2. I played Mega City Oceania. Hmm. Uh, We played Now Boarding. And twice, twice, we got On Mars to the table. I played it twice in a row. Yeah, you're very special, Maddie. We should mention that that is going to be our review today. Our review is going to be... Vital Lacerda. The new said, hot, hot. We have to say that. That's oh, we're
1: th- worried about getting names right now? <laughs> uh, evidently.
0: <laughs> evidently. Matt, I've listened to you talk about this guy. We debated and yeah. you said Vital Lacerda. No, I said, Vital. Every- no, you
1: didn't. I've never in my life said Vital. Never in my life since the day I was born have I said have the words Vital across these we lips do have until this re- right now. recorded history. I was, history, so I was worried that you might say that, so I brought
0: up a little recording that I can play. I, I've literally never said Vital
1: <laughs> in my entire life. Go back, find it. I will give somebody. I'll give somebody 100 dollars if they can show me ever saying "vittel Lacerda.
0: Folks, we didn't we didn't plan on having a contest for you, but we, but we have one now. It's a New Year's contest. And it can't be
1: because it was like I'm speaking fast and it's a list. I, I've said that a thousand oh, times.
0: Oh. It's okay. Vital Lacerda. All right. All right. I've never said Vittle. All right.
1: Anyway. I that, take back the hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I have two kids, guys. I got two kids. But I I, I really sincerely doubt that I've ever said that.
0: Got it. It was an epic epic game day slash uh, slash night. Uh Daedalus, well-
2: how do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> I like Lacerda. it has uh, some street cred. That's all I'm saying.
1: There you go. Thank you Ddallus. <laughs> Thank you Dadalus. <Daedalus. laughs> Ddallus. Ddallus. It's so nice to be
2: back. Daedalus. I going to say that. <laughs> Daddy Loose. Yeah, da- I've had I've had I've had all kinds Daddy of. I believe yeah. it's
0: pronounced "dead mouse." I've actually yes,
2: I've had data loss before. That was a <laughs> data loss. Yeah, Ooh, that that's
1: going to be the Dataless cover band. Is <laughs> Data Loss? <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm going to start following you around with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Maddie, you played on Mars twice. I played on Mars twice. We're going to be reviewing it. I won't talk about it much, but I will say um, the hardest VTOL game so far for me to grok not the hardest necessarily to teach i actually think the teach is not horrible but it was very hard for me to grok it to wrap my head around this one um purely because a lot of things weren't necessarily wildly intuitive to me in ways that most of his games have been before there was a lot of like edge cases like you know when you put this out it goes exactly three spaces away from your rover like oh okay or you know i mean Mm -hmm, you just mm -hmm. have to you have to uh remember a lot of felt like edge cases to me
0: Uh, For me, it was more the interlocking mechanisms were the why of the game. So many were interlocking and every single one of them paid down the line into something else. And so it was very difficult to not so much to understand the rules, which were hard enough, but to understand how to play because these mechanisms went together in a way that was kind of complex.
1: I think this game could potentially fall into the category of founders of Gloomhaven of a lot of people buying a game they never play. Mm. And purely because of the popularity of Vital Lacerda Interesting. uh because he has garnered so much goodwill. but I, th- I think a lot of people who purchased this game might have bit off a little more than they could chew I mean I think you're going to get a lot in the review
2: of the, of our exact wise for this but I will say seeing it on the table was really exciting
1: yeah having it just a, a good play oh of it's it, gorgeous it's so it's beautiful. crazy beautiful the table presence is amazing the it, theme is incredible and especially across from and it, and this is a no, I had, didn't play it and mm-hmm. I, I really want to, but Snowdonia
2: on the other side, it's just night and day, just different generations of game. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, the beaten stepchild that Snowdonia looks like.
2: It, it looks like Northern Wales, I'll tell you. Yeah. How it
1: much. does. Well, th- this is definitely one of those games where it's so beautiful and the theme is so good and the designer is so popular that it could, which, you know, I mean, I, I'm only comparing it to Founders and Gloomhaven in the sense of, of that, of yeah. like, theme everyone loves, designer that's, you, you know,
0: know, hot. hot. And, uh, I mean, I'll say this. Vital is an audience, right? He has an audience. It's not like people that play Wingspan are probably not, for the most part, buying this game if they haven't played well, okay, another one. Well, look I, at,
1: I would say that's not true for Wingspan because I think every board gamer bought Wingspan.
0: Fair but, enough, but, fair enough. But you know, what I'm saying is is that if you haven't played a, a Vital Lacerda game before, you probably didn't just buy, you, know, you didn't snap by on Mars. Look at our I game groups know. number think,
2: one. Designer though. Look at our number one games. Mm-hmm. The Gallerist mm-hmm. comes up a lot.
0: Yeah. 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 I guess what I'm saying is is that on Mars is a leap for for Vital. It 10, is ten thousand one
1: hundred
0: and forty one people back to this game. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of people. I doubt. Do you know how many people backed Lisboa? Guess how many people backed Lisboa?
0: Um seven thousand.
1: Two thousand eight hundred. Okay. That's a big jump. Yeah. From one game to the next. Theme alone.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Theme alone. But what about Gallerist?
1: Well, that wasn't on Kickstarter, but yeah. uh, Escape Plan. Let's tell you how many Escape Plan had. Escape Plan had 6,800. Okay. But theme. I, I will say... So I will this, s- is his, this is his... There's more copies of On Mars in people's homes than any other game he owns, I would bet. Do you think so? Yeah. Escape Plan I, has
2: lots of educations as well. This is going to be interesting to talk about.
0: I'm going to think Galarist and, and uh, Venus both and CO2, all three of those have a chance at it, especially since they were multiple uh, reissues of well, we can look and see
1: exactly how many people own a game on bgg can't we uh how do you exactly look at that <laughs> where is that in there it's
2: the new bgg uh how so do you see that? I'll, I'll in addition on. to on mars being played multiple times rinsing it out yes please we we had a few other games one of the games that we did bring to the second game night was going to be avalon just real quick yes yes we had
0: a, oh, it was horrible. It was kind of tough. It was I was a-
2: only bringing that up, Tom, because I know it was really dear to our hearts because we did such a good job, and then we did such a not good
0: job. We didn't do a bad job. We we did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. The the team that was the bad guys was ten
1: thousand six hundred eighty three people have have uh, say that they own the Gallerist on BDG. Okay, so
0: same same numbers. Yep.
1: Um, the minions of
0: mordred the minions of mordred were trey and two people that were relatively new ethan who came to game night and mike kananak the smokescreen himself a, a guy that is notorious for very interesting avalon plays and they were so bad <laughs> quote unquote yeah they, they did they did a terrible job in in round two the bad guys conceded Okay. Round two. It was like, it was a 10 minute game. You would have loved it, Matt. Yeah. It was over instantly.
1: So the perfect Avalon game. And all
0: they could do is guess who Merlin was. Right. And they were like, we have no idea. Tom, are you Merlin? Yes. Tom is Merlin. (laughs) 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 Oh, and then they won. (laughs) And and they won. Yes. Oh, great. Perfect game. Yes. High-fiving each other. Like, oh, come on guys. That was just awful. That was so bad. It
2: couldn't have gone better. It was, it, it it. ticked a few victory conditions for i I assume paul as as he is now i think for you a little bit well i will say that that game is like pulling teeth i have said this before i I don't like the the kind of necessity of the the deception um Mm -hmm. although i will say that the um this game was as yeah as pain free as it gets. Yeah. Which is yeah. to say like, maybe just like wisdom teeth <laughs> out, <Fast>. Not yeah.
0: <laughs> not not the whole not the whole bit. Now you played two games. You you had never played Crystal Palace and you had never played on Mars is that correct? It, it,
2: absolutely. No no on Mars and Crystal Palace. I mean I haven't played so much. I've been missing out on so After this much podcast
1: game. Alfred and I are going to sit down and play one of my favorite games of the year, Maracaibo. That's awesome. I'm really grateful of getting so much game in in this brief period of time that I'm back in Los Angeles from
2: Boston. Um, I I played On Mars and I played Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace was was great. All those interlocking parts really really worked for me and I got a tied first um, with Trey, which was a great outcome. Awesome. I was really, really grateful that Trey was such a, you know, that the teach was so smooth and that we could all kind of, we could grok it a little bit. It felt really like in the sweet spot. On Mars didn't go quite as well, <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. But it yeah. was a great game day, though. It was so
1: epic. I'm you so played. You guys played games from ten from ten in the morning until my, one in the morning. Yeah, probably. my brain Basically, felt yeah. like so wonderfully sizzled at the end.
0: <laughs> I played Snowdonia. I had never played Snowdonia. You know. I, yeah. You play a lot of games, but there's always a blind spot, right? There's always yeah. something that's like, I don't know how I missed that, but I missed that. And Snowdonia was one of those. Ten-penny review? And Ten I got to play review. that. Uh, listen, a super basic version, just just a plain yeah, just play plain
1: vanilla. Core, core Snowdonia in a game that has over 50 expansions or so.
0: Yes. Uh, I would say this. I would say that it is the the framework of something awesome. It yeah. is very clean. It is very clear. It makes a lot of sense. It even the even just the base vanilla gives you a, a window into oh, this is a, this is not a game. This is a game engine. Yeah, from which exactly. you can do a ton of games. right. And
1: now there's Alibari coming out, which is sort of yep, a, cup of tea. I wouldn't yep. say 2.0, but you know, an adjacent uh, parallel game alongside the same world, same mechanics, but set in India. Um, I I I, 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 put, I sort of think of it as worker placement Concordia. In that it's...
0: I, I can see that,
1: yeah. It is a system that, that, can, that will, you know, you, is, is forever expandable. It's just a very, a very strong set of rules, a very strong linking uh, mechanisms.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I found it to be... The closest thing that I had to it was Russian railroads. Yep. Hmm. I felt it was, uh, was very analogous a very, to it.
1: A much less heavy version of Russian rail. I mean, this is medium, medium. This is a straight medium. It's not yes. heavy, it's not light. It's, yes, this is
0: medium. I, it made me want to play Russian railroads more and it wants me and it wanted me to play this more with, with some meat on the bones. I want some more meat on the bones. I I, want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes. We can do the the daffodil
1: expansion, which people love is a great one. Sounds great. Where you're actually sort of doing where you're, planting flowers and it, it's uh, you're sort of doing it. yeah there's, there's a lot of cool stuff i mean with on.
2: 50 expansions though how do you like sort that that's like a that's a, a well mess. here I'll, I'll show
1: you one thing that'll blow your mind really quick Hold on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i will
2: say just while matt gets out some some uh visual reference for those who are listening out there um i did a record some years ago in 2003 called of snowdonia um and so i am eager to play this game just for my own sake i adore wales the country i'm a welshophile um
0: it was very interesting that when the game was brought out dimitri thought what a stupid name for a game and we're like why he goes well it's just i hate when they come up with fantasy fantasy <laughs> uh, place dimitri. names that are just ridiculous Dear heart. and we're like and immediately i'm like it is totally a place in wales and alfred's like I made an album w- and that was in the title. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, um, you know, everyone's declared. So it. in the base game of Snowdonia, there
1: are seven trains it comes with. Yep. And you take one out every game. Right. Um here is a stack of hundred and thirty trains. <laughs> <laughs> Each one completely different. And it just oh change, my the whole game. It just every everything. train, absolutely different rules. And yet you only play with six? You play with six every game. I, uh,
0: this feels... Um, now, now, here,
1: hold overbuilt. on. Overbuilt. No, yes, but people have done this before. So now, the designer himself said, about 60 of those are silly, right? Okay. Here's a deck of about 40 or 50 that are great, that are actually really thought out and, and smart. And the rest are, these are... A lot of these were promos that he'd come up with for sure. conventions, to just hand out. And so a lot of them are just silly. Okay. Um, I, listen, I, I'm but, all but for, I have built that deck in here of, you know, of the 40 of the 40 or so that, that, that the community and the designer all came together and said, play with these every time. Just just come out. And, and it's very balanced.
0: I love it. I, I, listen, I'm all for anything that extends playability and extends even the number of plays you can do. It's just for me, I want to see how deep the game can be, because it's it's probably got to be a little deeper. Like it's never going to be a heavy game. At best, it's going to be a medium heavy game. Medium heavy is fine for me. Yeah, it, it's that's a, fine. It's I got no problem. Three with that. Five at best. Okay, uh, I'm 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 down with that. I'm yeah. down with that because it's very interesting. Uh, we had a Marco Polo two sighting. We uh, heard that went very smoothly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was a teaching error, and the game had to be uh, abandoned. But I think all of the people that played it uh, are now. Uh, Jennifer has an SN copy, I am imagining, because it's yeah, not it, it hasn't hit the states yet. Exactly right. Um, and people were able to people people understand the game now. And the next time they can get to the table, they can just jump right in. I, I and will start. say
2: there there was some structural. It was very difficult by the board state. To yep. know the difficulty that we encountered, there was a, it was an edge case kind of situation where the rules didn't clearly state the problem that we encountered, and Trey naturally exploited the issue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, by the time we were like second round in, it was broken. It was just we were too far along, too much
0: resources had been allocated. It was impossible to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you couldn't wind back. Yeah, that happens. Uh, Mega City Oceania uh, played it. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I don't like it. Don't I don't like it. it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not saying it's a bad game, Matt. I'm just saying that I don't like it. Well, I appreciate that you uh, are clarifying that as opposed (laughs) to saying it's uh, a bad game and nobody should like it. I'm not saying it's a bad game. If you hear me saying it's a bad game. Yeah. Then you be hearing that incorrectly. What I'm saying is, is I don't like it. Mm, I appreciate whether that. or not it's a bad game. That is up to other people. Sure. No, well, uh, look, the, 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 it is a. Uh, it, it's it has it's, it's an interesting idea, right? Mm. It is. We are we have a dexterity element to the game. We have a building element to the game. That's a real world building element yeah. in a game that is a very light strategy game mm-hmm. that's very light Euroe kind of game you're picking up tiles you're picking pieces out of a bag that are all different shapes and all different sizes and you're going to use those shapes to get contracts they and look like build buildings
1: uh, like beach glass
0: yeah yeah they kind of do Beautiful. i think that's true yeah 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 um and these contracts are going to give you victory points based uh, but they are going to demand that the building you build be 50 millimeters tall and that it has these four pieces in it and these four pieces are arranged in this manner and then it can only be seven pieces big all total so it has to be exactly seven pieces you know i was i was up for the the challenge i thought it was interesting what i found is is that we didn't. The bag didn't have the pieces necessary to do a lot of stuff. The game really, really broke down at a certain point because we were taking contracts and then realizing, oh wow, there's an action you can do where you can search through the bag for exactly one piece. And time and time again, that piece was already used in somebody's building, and it was people were unable to to use it. So well,
1: I remember, and I think I only played it once, and I felt like Paul kind of broke it in that game because he goes, um, "What happens if I bump the table and knock something over?" Uh, Is there a rule for that? I go, yeah, let me look. Oh, yeah, there is a rule for that. Um, uh, You just clean as much as you can out. But uh, now if there is a new taller building, that person gets the tallest building award. And he goes, so if I accidentally knock down somebody else's building and mine's taller then I get the points, I'm like, I'm instantly just like. Yes, and he goes, "Oops!" <laughs> like keeps jostling it, and I was like, "And hey, you broke the game. Great, thanks." Yep, 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 yep. I mean, so, it's, uh, it's the
2: the Paul's role, though. I mean, yeah, he it fully
1: is. living up to the. And he was like, "So they reward uh, making having accidents and knocking things over." I'm like, "Yes, they do." Paul. So, they so did. the question is, is
0: is 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 it? I don't think it's a a particular game for adults or anything like that. But could it be a good game for kids? I think it's too complicated. <laughs> I, I think that the problem the problem that I found with the with the pieces that you the contracts say use these three pieces, but then use any other three pieces to complete the structure. Mm. What happens later in the game is we can't build half of these structures that we're supposed to build because those pieces are already somewhere else, and there aren't enough of them in the game to be able huh. to to do that. Which was unfortunate.
2: I will say there's a lot of room in the dexterity end of our of our hobby, and I would love to see more games really, ex, ex, you know, utilize that that mechanism
0: there they are uh, there are more out there we just don't see them so often we know we, we self-select away from that a little bit
2: it, i i mean i hear you i just i would love to see more games that that take the game space seriously that it's not just you know a flick of the wrist sure uh, yeah. it would be cool uh, not to say that we would ever get that to a table for us but i just you know i want to i want to experience a little bit more of that
0: agreed agreed and uh, i just want to say one more thing uh, we played now boarding again for i think it was the third time that game is just it, gets, it just gets better and better. It's a All very right. very good co op game. I hope I can try it. Suppose you know it's 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 fun. It's it's you really feel like everybody's working together to get these passengers to their destinations yeah. using our different airlines. It's, it's it's fun. It's fun. Let us move on now because we got a lot to talk about today. Let's move on to the news.
2: Good evening, Mr. Mister. Alpha Seven Eleven. All the tips and
0: clippers at see. Let's go to press. Come on. Mm-hmm. First up in game news, there's a game called Saint Noir, which is going to be coming out from a new publisher called X2 Games. The designers are Zay Ortiz and Nolan Bushnell. Nolan Bushnell, founder of Atari.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's a familiar name.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way way back when, founder of Atari. This game is kind of an interesting situation. The gimmick of it is that it is the first voice-acted board game that is designed for the Alexa. Oh, sure, okay, so it's like a total theater of the mind. Yes, there are dozens of voice actors, uh, 2,500 plus lines spoken in there. You're playing a hard-boiled detective, you're trying to solve a murder mystery, there's a cast of characters around you. And you will speak to Alexa to get Alexa to speak, ba- to get the characters to speak back to you and so on yeah, and so forth. Yeah. So you have an interaction thing. Interesting thing. Like I was like, at first I was like, oh, that's just a gimmick. So is it I- an app you have to buy? I don't think so. No, I think How it is. It I think you this? buy an actual, bo- it's going to be an actual oh, board I game. I understand. It's going to be an actual board game that will be able to use Alexa for it. The interesting thing about it, though, is that I thought, okay, this is this is going to be something that's interesting and then it's com- quickly gone. But it is replayable. No two games are alike. The identity of the killer is randomized mm-hmm. on each playthrough, which is interesting when you have pre-recorded things. How do you do that? How do you take pre-recorded snippets and change who the murderer is? Well, uh, I think uh, the Alexa is the
1: way, right? You take any of these kind of machine. Well, voices. It's like choose, choose your own uh, adventure, right? It's just a, a certain sort of randomization element. I guess
0: so. But you know, in the construction of a, of a mystery, you can't have, you can't use the same snippets and tell a story in which somebody else is, is the murderer. Yeah. If you're supposed to be able to follow the breadcrumbs and figure it out.
2: Yeah. I, I could imagine vocal synthesis could really take care of this. This is actually maybe a, a part where, you know, uh, technological implement implementation could really actually do this. Thing. Or it's just like
1: the movie clue where it's the same story, but in the end there's a different killer and they've set it up so that they all work
0: possibly though though the reason that works in the movie and wouldn't work in the game is that you want to actually be able to figure things out and within that construction you can't possibly figure it out because they've baked in all three of these being valid right right which is Well, maybe uh, it's not a good game. <laughs> <laughs> For me. I don't know. Uh, it's, <laughs> there is, if you look up St. Noir, S-T, period, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm looking at it. Diner Promo, there is a little video that they showed at San Diego Comic-Con yeah. that looks quite interesting. Uh, I'm down. So, uh, yeah, take but a peek. Does a pee this stuff. start
2: to be video game, or does this start to be, I mean, even if it's not, you know, in screen space?
0: I would say that it is the next step Uh, on the progression that... Um, Arkham, uh, what is that? Mansions of Madness did, where the app became a much bigger part of the board game experience. You're still playing the game on a board game, but the app is really directing and guiding and 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 leading you along. I think this is the next step of that. The fact that it is a, a, a an audio thing, or at least to, to a large degree, an, an audio thing, I think helps me keep it in the board game realm. We'll see. We're we're gonna have to see how it is. Um, but all I'll say is, is that it's a brave new world and I'm interested to see what, where it comes. Ooh, absolutely. Early adopter. <laughs> you know me, you know me. Forefront Tom. This news is for Maddie. Ooh, what's up? On Mars has a cooperative expansion that is coming out. It's not for me. I'm in out. <laughs> 2020. It is absolutely for you. Cause it's got a solo Well it does, but. It also is i think this if anything is going to turn you over into a cooperative player i think this could be it on mm. uh, mars co- the cooperative expansion is coming out in 2020 uh fatala has come out with it we don't know anything about it well, except that i've heard that it is coming out in quarter two
1: We know that it is called On Mars Surviving Mars and that it is teaming up with the Paradox video game of the same name, Surviving Mars. So it is sort of a collab between the board game On Mars and the Paradox video game. Paradox, uh, known for uh, uh, Europa Universalis and uh, Crusader Kings and lots of great, very, very, very heavy. They are the splotter of video game creators. So it's interesting to see their take on... uh, they, They both have the exact same theme. Yes, uh, and so they're sort of like bringing those things together. That, that'll be interesting, I guess. I don't like cooperative games, but I uh, like solo games, so maybe it'll be interesting. I mean, by the uh, way, all cooperative games are solo games for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the alpha player problem, and 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 that's uh, that's, that's not even it for me. I just don't. Player. I just don't. That's just not how I like to spend my time with other people. Well, see, I it's, like it's, to spend it that way alone, though.
0: Surviving Mars, you are playing against the game. The game is is out to harm. you. Sure, that's to, all cooperative to harm games. You. Yeah. And uh, On Mars is not that way, right? The game isn't harming you in any way. You're no. simply, you know, falling behind or, or falling ahead on the.
1: We did notice there are some strong co opetitive elements to uh, On Mars, just yeah. the base game, which we'll be talking about in our review. A person with a builder strategy versus a person with a uh, improvement strategy. Well, no, I mean that you are having to, that you are working together while competing. There's yes. a lot of shared resource
2: yeah. in, in terms of gameplay and space. Yeah,
1: you are incentivized to help the colony. <laughs> while helping yourself.
0: Exactly. There was an interesting article on Vice this week. Uh, uh, Don't say that too often. Civilization and Strategy Games Progress Delusion. Gabriel Suarez uh, wrote an article uh, mostly about video games, but he basically talked about how awful 4X is as a theme and as an idea when you look at it from a cultural imperialism Absolutely. standpoint looking today. Yeah, and he kind of goes into it. 4X stands for explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. And he's like, why are you playing a game? <laughs> why are you playing a game that is 4X when that, yeah. is, when that is the thing? And he, he kind of goes somewhere interesting. That's why most it. of them are in space. Yeah, well, <laughs> these days. These days. So they yeah. didn't used to be. Um, he goes into an interesting place with it, which is, he, I guess his, his point is, is that at the end of all of these games, or toward the end of all these games, he mentions that a lot of people never finish these games. It's you, you play sure, it, but sure. you don't actually finish it. Um, that every civilization that gets to the end of these games becomes almost exactly like every other civilization that mm-hmm. gets to the end of these games. It is sort of uh, funneling you, the game funnels you to monoculture, Mm-hmm. To a this is to a our system is the best system and that's the one that's going to win the game to a large extent, right? Which I thought was really interesting. And he was talking about how there is a uh, a, a new game and, and new games that are coming out that are starting to challenge that that are starting Spirit to be- Island, obviously. Sure, sure. Uh, he's talking about a video game, I think. Let me see if I can find the. Uh, if I can interject, while you? Sure, while you please. Look.
2: I, I adore forex games, and it makes me feel dirty sometimes. Mm-hmm. Straight up. I mean, like I love the sense of discovery. I like it when the game itself has a has kind of a sense of okay, this isn't something you've seen before, and it kind of strategically or tactically changes the way you play. Like you have certain strategy ideas, and then tactically something comes up, mm-hmm. and it. I mean you know it's like like the through the ages problem and i'll talk about this later but like i, I really like these games that have a twist or turn that that is you know somewhat programmatic and you kind of know where it's going but then yeah all too often that monoculture that happens the monolithic you've won because you have military science and like eugenics dominance is dirty dirty dirty
0: <laughs> yes well uh, there there was for me i think eurogame has brought out the idea of what about 3x what if we get rid of exterminate yeah. you know what if we you can expand you can explore you can you know you, you can exploit and all that sort of stuff which itself is uh, you know is still colonialism and it still has uh, there's so, uh, so many
2: games that use colonialism as their backdrop I mean it is a huge part of the, the hobby
0: uh, Alexa- let's create a new
1: forks. Alexander, explain exsanguinate <laughs> um, <laughs> exciting exacto knife <laughs> okay <laughs> And I don't know what the fourth X is. Exchange
0: of ideas. Yeah.
1: yeah exchange of sure. ideas.
0: Armani exchange. There's an upcoming game called... <laughs> <laughs> There's an upcoming I'm game called this game. Humankind by Amplitude that he's saying that is uh, aggressively going to break the 4X conventions. The goal is no longer to win history. As you move through history, you change civilizations, right? Because mm-hmm. in truth, no civilization lasts forever, right? The longest lasting civilization um it's a good question as to what that is it depends how you define civilization i guess for the chinese uh, empire but i would say that the eastern roman empire uh, Had a long time lasted a very 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 long time yeah. but still in in comparison to the length of a civ game in terms of history it doesn't get anywhere near uh, as well, long as of these is. games
2: also project into the future right and then just the kind of even clip of history makes this stuff tough exhale
0: Explode.
2: <laughs> Are you just Exist. looking up X words? I think live love. <laughs> An live, exercise. live love learn. That's all
1: I use. Exhale, X X exhume. Explode. Yeah. And exchange. Yeah. That's it. That's my forex. <laughs> I'm still against exchange. Uh, like, Damn. Listen to Alex Exha- <laughs> <laughs> Alexander. Exhaust.
0: <laughs> Alexander Fister in twenty nineteen put out a game of colonial exploitation in the in the caribbean you know maracaibo is a game that has that has issues in in this area But well, matt doesn't matt loves it so he doesn't have a problem with that at all but. i still
2: think there's room to to, uh, to utilize okay, history to the <laughs> there's still room to utilize history to teach important lessons that need to be there because we can't just ignore our historical uh past we have to directly confront it and game Space is a wonderful place to do that has been shown again and again
0: if it does, yeah, if it does. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, listen, Jennifer and I reviewed Maracaibo and, you know, we talked about it in those terms and we, we asked a question. We didn't really answer the question. It was more the question is raised. I, a game that, that deals with a an era that was rife with slavery and doesn't talk about it and doesn't mention well, it's it. it's
1: mentioned in the rules and, and, explain, and, ta- and not explained, but it's mentioned in the sense that he... Uh, brings up that he's aware that it is something that is not being dealt with in that sense I, it's not completely I, so. I get it I, I don't think that absolves anybody I, i'm not saying it doesn't the slightest i'm just right, saying right. It, 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 it's not fair to say that it is uh, completely ignored he at least puts a flag on the fact that it is ignored <laughs> Yeah, that's that's an interesting. It's a dance. It's a dance. There is a uh, like a eight page long uh, BGG thread about this that uh, has many different uh, points of view on it. Jennifer uh, Schlichtenberg as well is, is on that thread with some interesting points, if anybody wants to read it. And lots of people yeah. uh, I'm chimed not, in on this. I'm not
0: condemning it. I'm not damning it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying that we brought up the question at, at ease it would what, be what a alfred, not just, to bring up what the alfred question. just said is is a very interesting point which is in in a game you can confront some of these things there there's a positive there's a way to do it and get something positive out of that by sidestepping it by saying i'm not going to address that are you getting rid of that opportunity and by doing so are you whitewashing it i don't know i'm not saying that it is i'm not saying that it, that it isn't i'm not i am not i not don't. for us to say either way i guess that's true i guess that's true it's three white dudes i do enjoy
2: when it's confronted in game space and that that, that'll be some hopefully some really wonderful game space that'll be evolving in the future as we talked about 4x changing sure i think there's lots of room
0: sure and in the last bit of board game news we're going to talk about a win for the little guy an abbotsford woman do you know where abbotsford is little woman not little guy and and i'm not going to say little either (laughs) because that sounds awful
1: a woman (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> An Abbotsford woman. The Abbotsford is a, a little town outside of Vancouver. Uh, won a legal battle on the People's Court with a real piece of work. There is a, a, a guy that uh, is sort of a, I guess you'd call him a Kickstarter predator of, of sorts. A person that... Uh, I'm going to put the People's Court music on for you. If you want. There you go. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's such a catchy theme. It really is a good theme. It's really good. All I right. should have aspired to this one. I don't one want I to get pulled.
0: <laughs> Kelsey Delois thought she had the great game. She is, uh, she is suing the publisher for Golden Bell Studios for $500. Uh, Mark Goldner is the founder and CEO of Golden Bell Studios. People that have been on Kickstarter for a while—they're
1: <laughs> not very liked.
0: They, I would say, I'd say that, they're hated. Yeah, I would say that they are somewhere in the realm of Pol Pot in terms of popularity I mean, on Kickstarter. That's not far off. Takes takes games, takes money, sends contracts that are basically saying give me half of the copyright or i can't even publish this game which as anybody knows is wow what a load of what a load of of nonsense um promises the moon and does nothing and does nothing with it um it's one of the weird i always find it weird when there is a scam that has no scam to it when there is a person that is just being crappy for the sake of being crappy well, yeah, that does that doesn't make any money at it. Mm. You know what I mean? There's there's not even any money to be made here. None of the games that this person has been involved with have have done anything. My favorite part of this story, uh you can you can you can look it up. Look up Abbotsford Woman, People's Court Board Game. Uh my favorite part is that after the People's Court, the the judge on the People's Court not only gave the woman the five hundred dollars, but she said, "You get your game back. You have the rights to your game." And the guy's like, "You can't do that." And sure enough, People's Court wrote back later and said, "You're right. We 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 can't we can't do that." So that part of the judgment is 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 void. And then they said to the woman, they said, "Any court, any day, just submit it." He the guy basically violated the terms of the agreement and you have the game you will have the game back in any court in the land in a heartbeat in a in in a single second cool and his response was hey i'm in law school i know the law that was his that that was his uh i
2: think he's playing the people's court music backwards
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's playing the uh the, the new expansion for people's court
0: people's jerk People's (laughs)
1: jerk
2: indeed. So you're in
0: law school and you're engaged in, you know, you have, you have thousands of complaints on a, for your business practices, people's court, calls you up and says, we want you to go on camera for, for uh, this. And you say, absolutely. Sounds good. No problem. Who is not going to see it my way? Some
2: people love just a bit of promotion, no matter how it's come. true. It is. We have a president that won like that.
0: I will say, look, look this up. And it, it's, it's absolutely a delightful story. I think you'll you'll really enjoy it, get a real kick out of it. That's, uh, that's all we got. I have look. one last piece. Tom,
1: have you played the game Rococo? Uh, yes. yes. Is it a good game? No, to you? I, i liked it i thought it was okay well it's been famously out of print for a long time and and fetching hundreds of dollars on the uh, aftermarket right now um i've always wanted to play it and uh Eagle Griffin Games, who uh, is uh, the publisher of the game, we will be reviewing today and many other beautiful games by Vital Lacerda, Uh has a deluxe edition, of course, with art by Ian O'Toole. The, uh comes on Kickstarter January 22nd. Wow, that is a gorgeous cover. Super pretty. Super pretty. January 22nd, coming to Kickstarter, new edition, Matthias Kramer, famously out-of-print game, much beloved by many. I'm excited to uh, finally be able to get my hands on it at an affordable price. Just letting you know. Put in your calendars, January 22nd, Rococo Eagle-Griffin games.
0: Folks, that was the news. Now we're going to move on to one of my favorite moments in the podcast where we get to hear an original Daedalus production. Hmm. Games, games of the brain. These are games we like to play. These are games stuck on our brains. Oh, baby. Can I,
2: can I just clarify really quick? <laughs> special request i have a song called special request but no this was a real special request um that was just rising to the occasion the filling the void let's just make let's get at more music in this podcast let's honor well let's the, never replace that
1: uh, ever just, oh no 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 no, <laughs> no matter what
2: a direct tell appeal, you, a direct appeal to, the, to the listeners right now you can have uh, you can be part
1: of the podcast so easily well, you can't replace that song but you can
0: replace any other any song. Any other song yeah. you can come in and, and do a recording for. We would love to have it. We don't have a, we don't have a song for the review segment. We don't have that. We can yep. use that.
2: But also just that song alone. You can always do your own can version. You can never change Dang that song. No. <laughs>
0: um, uh, for your New Year's Eve gig, how many people are going to be screaming out? Games? Games on, the- <laughs>
1: Games on the brain. Games on the brain. <laughs> Dataless games of the brain. <laughs> at midnight. You're doing two it at games, midnight, obviously, <laughs> right? Two games of the brain. I Everyone may, gets I, their lighters out. I may <laughs> indeed be playing at midnight, but I will not be. Um, I, who knows? Who knows what the future who holds? Who yeah. knows? Let's never say never, right? 2020 is going to be a, a wild year. Let's
2: just say, for me,
0: yeah. no. <laughs> but, no, let's never say never uh update by uh, so games on the brain really quick because we got a lot to talk about today is there anything that is particularly burning your your brain in the in, in the game space especially since we had a fairly epic game day
2: C- can i just say that i came uh three thousand five hundred miles out to the west coast to play barrage and i have not yet yeah that's and i feel up. uh that's that's been on my brain is that i just want to play before this you game. go back we'll that get the we'll best get game of 2019 as as many of hey have said wait we'll We'll find out oh we'll We'll see see. yeah but that being said i can't wait to get that game on my brain
1: proper there you go um you know what games on my brain what agricola hold on master of britain i've been getting into solo games as you know and i've been wanting to to review solo games that don't have a lot of attention a lot of reviews on them as opposed to you know some of the more popular ones so i've been looking into more obscure uh games and Spiel is a company that i'm very interested in I've yet to purchase a Holland Spiel game because a lot of them are uh, war games or play two player. Mm-hmm. But I'm very interested in the designs of Tom and Mary, who run Holland Spiel, which sounds like it's a company in the Netherlands, but in fact is an American company. Mm. Uh, their most popular game is a solitaire only game called Agricola Master of Britain, uh, designed by Tom Russell. Um, and it is uh, a medium to heavy. War game that plays one player and has a very interesting mechanism, sort of similar to the uh, the uh, what are the system of siege, city of siege system. There's a system of war games that sort of um, people say it's similar to. Uh, But I am very excited to get at the table. They are sort of print and plays in a sense. They are they're a very small company of two people, I believe. And so uh, the game components they say when you buy their game warning. These are not up to the standards of the you know the components modern board gamers are used to. We're just two people. We make you mm-hmm. know we basically just make them at kinkos and send them to you. Mom and pop, um, which I love. Obviously, if you're into 18xx, you 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 actually appreciate that kind of uh, gamesmanship. Or, or frankly, splatter. Yeah, or splatter. Um, but I'm very excited to get this to the table and hopefully have a review for that at some point as well. Uh, and I just love that it's called Agricola, which is just a little <laughs> funny. I mean, obviously these are board gamers. They know if you're gonna calling game it Agricola, it's going kind to of confuse people. So it's just funny to have a pretty obscure, solitaire-only war game called Agricola, Master of Britain. Is I think there that's, family
2: planning, this is my question. Is no,
1: there, no, there is
0: no. Well, there go, family destroying, I would imagine. <laughs> I have a war game called Catan yeah, that exactly. I would like you to <laughs> to check out. Catan, the, uh, the reunification of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, for me, 1862, because we're going to be playing it in a couple days. I have so never...
1: In my life, seen you Jones this hard for a game. I can't think of a
0: time. Well, it's it's not that. It's that I realize that we have never done an 18XX review, and we talk about it all the time. Yeah, and was well, because there to are be able to do the only it,
1: the only people who want to play it,
0: or, or was was forever you and me. But
1: now at least we have Jennifer. I think Elder's also down for 18XX, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, I think. But so. Jennifer, you and I are uh, enthusiasts of the genre, yeah. and I want to make more enthusiasts so that we can play these things more. And most importantly, I want to review it. And and play it while you were unable to do so that's rude i know i I, there's no chance i'll ever have six hours to play a board game for a long time Um, we're we're gonna do the short scenario we're hopefully gonna gonna do it in five hours plus teach
1: i really want to play 1862 i've now read the rules it sounds awesome but you know what it really makes me i really want to play 1822 yes which everyone says is like the greatest 18xx of all time um some i mean 1822 mx Pre-orders open January 1st on all aboard games. And, uh, I mean, the game's $300, which is yeah. nuts. That's yeah. absurd. It's a, I think it's actually like $240 or something. But um, because it's it's a billion pieces, and, and also all aboard games is, is much like Holland Spiel, like one person, like, you know, cutting and printing. But
0: I mean, so the thing about 1862 is that it is not the easiest teach oh, of a 4. any 2 of them. It's a 4.2 or 4.3 or but, something on BTG? But... I believe, I think I can teach it well. We're going to see what happens on Tuesday, but I think I the can teach it. mergers and
1: acquisitions and stuff, and it kills me a little bit, so it's, it's tough. I don't think it's that bad. 4.42 on BDG. I mean, that's also, probably
0: here's, nine it, people have rated it. Here's what I think. <laughs> I think that if I can teach this game to our game group, yeah, you will have learned everything you need to do almost any 18xx game. Because there are AT&X game, games that are full capitalization games and partial capitalization games. This game has both. There are ones that have hex trains yeah. or ones that have express trains or ones that are, are sort of more local. This has all of them. Yeah. This has a little bit of everything. And it has it in such a way that the, the intricacies of this game, except for the merger part. But, hey, guess what? We play Indonesia. And Indonesia has got mergers. And it's not. The, the, the Indonesia mergers are actually more complex than these are
1: mm, yeah there's some weird stuff that happens with with figuring out the stock
0: price afterwards and what big. happens to the trains. stock and... prices couldn't, couldn't be simpler you okay. take the, the value of the lowest yeah, company yeah, and, and, and half the of value map, of the highest yeah. company and, and that's Th- it the
1: operating of trains is pretty the three different ways where one you're counting the hexes as the crow flies as it says in the rule book and one you're you, you count the little pips and one you only count the city i don't know it, it, it's, it's a lot it's a lot yeah i th- I
0: think it's I think it's very doable. Or anything's doable. We have
1: we have a very intelligent people in our group who are down for complicated stuff. I think this is a bridge but, too far for everyone but you, me
0: or Jennifer. But we're going to say Al- Alfred's playing, and it's not a bridge too far for him. I can tell you that. Alfred's very amenable
2: i'm I'm enthusiastic. <laughs> I've played some eighteen, uh, yes, yeah. and i've I've enjoyed it. I haven't ever grokked it. So yeah. I'm excited about it. We'll this
0: should be a
1: good with way. this one. I'm excited to hear how it goes.
0: Our update for the eight by eight challenges is that we did nothing to fulfill the eight by eight challenge. The other the other thing is is that we have to figure out exactly where we are in the eight by eight challenge. We've lost track of that just a little bit, so well, we're gonna have to. there's recorded history. Yes. If gonna...
1: anybody wants to let us know where we are in the eighteen XX, here, here's what I'll say. Because eight x eight, eight x eight. We have lost track of where we are in the eight. I, I, Many different people thought the other person was tracking this and we've lost track. If somebody can actually go through all the episodes and tell us where we are in it, I will, we will send you a little gift.
0: There was a handoff that happened and Matt said, all right, Tom, now you're responsible for this, this, and this, and I will continue to be responsible for this and this. Yeah. And at no point did we mention the eight by eight challenge. Yeah. So that- I will just
1: say if multiple people end up doing this, I, I can't send a gift to everybody, but whoever gets it first, I will send you a little
0: gift and don't, don't expect it to be on Mars or anything. But- <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive in people. It's time for the game review. The game we are reviewing today, as if you do not know, is On Mars. On Mars is a 2019 release. The designer is Vital Lacerda. The artist is... Vital. Vital, you mean. That's how I say it. <laughs> no, but you say Vital instead of Vital. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just said the same <laughs> thing twice.
1: Vital Lacerda. That's how it said. Vital Lacerda. And so
2: let that name ring like
0: like a <laughs> bell in your ears. You just said Vital instead of Vital.
2: Oh, Let's on. keep it on. Let's keep on target. we only have Matt, two who is, hours for Matt, this podcast.
1: <laughs> Matt, who is the artist for this? Ian O'Toole, obviously.
0: Ian O'Toole. There's only one artist that is, works in the board game industry. He is. He is. He may be having the, a Babe Ruth year. He may I mean, be having like, in he's a, out a Beirut decade, I think for sure. But this year, you know, you, you look at age of steam, you look at this, you look at, uh, he's, he's just crushing. He's just knocking everything out of the park. The length of this game is, that's a very good question. The teach last time was around the same length as the movie sharknado.
1: Mm-hmm. The teach is an hour, 45 minutes to an hour for, for, for people who've never played before um you, you went over that you went really you went hour and 15 for the teach okay um there's probably a bit of chatting in that
0: though as we I'm, were uh, i'm, I'm sure stuff, but i'm sure it's about sure. it's, it's 45 minutes to an hour uh and the short game that we we played we clocked in at two and a half hours really two or three hours yeah
1: yeah yeah two
0: three hours which I'd wasn't, say, wasn't I, too bad
1: i'd say once people know how to play the game you could do the long game in that amount of time too
0: i think three hours is fine I, for the long game i don't know if that's true really well i would say this i would say that what took the time. Was the decision space of figuring out what to do? I think the more you know the game, I don't think that decision space gets faster. I think if anything, you're you you may be factoring in more things. I think I don't think it gets longer either. I think it probably stays somewhere in that zone. The length of the game,
1: the much like terraforming Mars, the players are sort of deciding the length of the game too, because it's you know it's depending on what they're really pushing forward and how quickly they want to end it.
0: Yeah, and the current weight of the game is four point four six all right we got we got three pros here who wants to who wants to do the the alfred why don't you start tell us what on mars is about just in the abstract
2: on mars is a terraforming mars game it is now almost a enshrined uh segment of the board game industry taking the the red planet and and then like populating with life this game is very unique though in the sense that it has uh dual dual states dual phases Mm -hmm. you'll have one that is off planet, one that is on planet. Mm-hmm. You will be doing unique actions in both. And much like all lacerda games, it is interlocking, um, combos aplenty. And uh the board state, although evident on a on a look, is is trickier than than nobody else's business. Even though it isn't your typical um kind of worker placement, nothing ever gets totally clogged up. You're able to kind of be everywhere at all times. You will still be um, deficient of the things you want to do at any given moment you will be on the wrong uh side of the of the board at all given times you won't be able to do everything and yet at the same time the person next to you seems to be doing seems to be doing. <laughs> at least in the case when i was playing with uh paul he was everywhere at all times it was all happening and i felt always like uh two or three steps out outside which is great. It's how you want it to be.
0: There is a there is a curve, and if you're not on that bus, that could be a that could be a, a long haul. It's beautiful. Um, in comparison to terraforming Mars, what would you say the story of this game? How does the story of this game differ from terraforming Mars? Well,
2: terraforming Mars is is such such a radically different game, but I will say the stories aren't that different. You are terraforming the space, even though this is much more about a cooperative building strategy rather than an antagonistic kind of corporate idea. Like you know, terraforming it. Mars really does a good job of being a game of kind of corporate overlordship and kind of a dystopian future. And this game is a lot more of a posi, like you're working with the robots to kind of help assist each other. And like, I, I just think there's
1: a different kind of facing to this game that has a little bit more positivity. Mm-hmm. Well, th- I think Terraformers is a, a little bit more futurist too, because that is attempting to make an entire planet habitable for humans, whereas this is... Just trying to get some buildings down yeah. and grow some plants and not die. Yeah, it, would, it's, 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 the Martian. That, it's the Martian.
0: Yeah. I would say that the entire game of On Mars takes place in one third of yeah. the first round yeah. of. <laughs> Two card plays. Right, exactly. Or one. Yeah, one card play yeah. per person, and that is the entirety of On Mars. This yes. is, you know, I would say that. Survival shelter. It's
2: 100% less say. oceans. Let's say that. Yeah, very you're
0: much you're so. Not, exactly. Or you're not making yeah, any I'm, air either. You're not inside. You, we are not terraforming. We we are simply trying to survive on the planet uh, this game is set in what year is it set in 2048 or something like, something like that i think it may have may have said something like that 2037 2037 hey which uh elon musk has said you'll make it to
1: 2037
0: tom
2: uh, no <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's defy <laughs> with the right. weight loss challenge. Let's defile those kind of I notions. Think we,
0: I think with the weight loss challenge, we could do that. I'm doing very well right now with
1: that. Oh my gosh, I loved listening to you guys talk about your. your you want to hear my? I'm gonna actually. I'm trying a very. I exper- want to hear. Here's my experimental thing. I'm oh, gonna try in terms of, of losing gonna,
0: weight. You're just gonna no, eat less gonna, and.
1: No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. You guys were talking about all these crazy pills you're gonna take and these different fasting things. I'm gonna do something that's never worked for anybody ever, which is I'm gonna eat less and exercise more.
0: That's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I just said. You guys mean? I have no idea way, if it's gonna, a gonna guy that was a snarky guy on Discord, by the no way, who said it's gonna no, work. nobody's ever been more L.A. than when you start talking about all these weird things. The pills I was talking They're about, ridiculous. I have to take because I'm on antibiotics, and the antibiotics stop me from being able to lose weight. That also uh-huh. is,
2: a, is a great L.A. thing to say, though, too. <laughs> I will just, just throw it out there. It's Having been in Boston now for even a short period of time, I'm already getting the, the mm-hmm. Boston download well i'm
0: actually I'm oh yeah you've been you've been a real like a sailor i'm have.
1: well tom are you wearing your onyx weight loss crystal right now because I, I i have four different uh crystals attuned to three different uh, uh sounds all, strapped all around my stomach right now
0: i have i have found that jade works for me i'm an autumn but i'm an autumn um, yeah so you have to understand and onyx type is, an is mas- maybe a b and so i'm most responsive to onyx yeah 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 and dangling from the perineum, for me, is where it is. Do we have to bleep that? <laughs> I don't think we do. I think technically that's okay. That's going to stay. Oh, but it's, it's on the edge. Yeah. It's definitely on the edge. Well, okay, so what Alfred was alluding to is that this game has sort of two halves to it. There are four actions or so that take place in orbit. And there are four actions or so, maybe five actions, that take There's place. There's five, F- five on each side. Five on each side. Five that take place so on the place planet. A game
1: with ten spaces to go to. It's like, simple. It's, the only he's problem all is... He to, loves to, to make his game sound very simple. Like in Lisbo, he famously said, it's a simple game. All you do is play a card and do what it says on the card.
0: Yeah. What you're doing, though, is you're choosing a side. You're going to be in space... Or you're going to be down on the planet's surface, and the only way to change position is to take the shuttle action. Which at the end of every round, after you've taken your actions, the shuttle is going to move. It's going to move. The shuttle phase, background, is going to move from uh, from Mars to to orbit, or from orbit to Mars. As the game goes on, there will be more turns before that shuttle actually moves. You won't
1: need to go back
0: and forth as often. So what you want to do to some degree in those early games is plan for that. You want to figure out how much can I do in this space so that I don't have to come up to this space so often. Yeah. In the early game, traveling makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of things. The things that happen in space are kind of preparing you. Yeah, thematically,
1: it's in space. You are researching and you are... Uh- putting together your blueprints. You're your planning. You're your, getting
0: your resources necessary yeah. for the work that you're, you need to do on the planet. You're growing the
1: plants you need. You're growing the resources you need. You're putting your blueprints together for the plan you're going to build. You're researching technologies. And then you go down on the planet and you enact those things.
0: Exactly. And then when you're on the planet, you are building structures. You're improving the structures that you have built. You're building, you're building complexes of structures. You're building spaceships, ships that are going to be able to travel up and down and back and forth and expand your, basically bring new new colonists and new people to, to the planet. Uh, you're going to be able to move your rover or your bots around. The difference between rover and bot, a rover is an explorer, and a bot is a construction robot, essentially. Right. It's what you use to build things.
1: One hoovers up all the stuff you want, and the other one builds the stuff you need. Exactly right.
0: Exactly
1: right. Um, I found that I didn't travel as much as i thought i would in this game i i found that and and maybe this was just my style of play but i found that there are ways to never really have to go back to the orbital station after a certain amount of point a certain amount of time in the game i in both games i played i started the game heavy in the orbital station getting all the stuff i need getting all the stuff i need and then mm-hmm. by the by it by the halfway point i don't think i ever went back to the orbital station i think i had actions and executive actions and things i could do that that gave me whatever I needed at the orbital station, and use. that's just cool. Which is thematically cool. At a certain point, on Mars becomes habitable if you have if what you, you need.
0: If you do the right things, like Correct. you picked technologies on the on the, in the space on the blueprints, space station. Yeah. You picked no technologies. I'm talking about uh, no and blueprints yeah. that allowed you to do space actions while you were down right. on the surface. Which is which is so Can a we great talk
2: about this? Is Lacerda. This is the thing. There is a combo-ness that happens that unfolds. At a certain point, you have built kind of an engine of a certain kind where you have actions and your executive actions that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. These executive actions become the game, I really feel like, at a certain point. They become the space to which you will have advantaged yourself to have an individual track rather than just be playing what everyone else is cooperatively doing. Right.
0: You You mentioned an executive action, so let's just talk about that really quick. You have one main action uh, each round and you have the ability sometimes to take an executive action. You always have the option. If if you you have the resources necessary to spend or you have the ability to do so.
1: Which is nice because it does make the game not super complicated in terms of your turn. You can do one thing. And then if you can, you can do one more thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it gets really complicated well, that, because yeah. the, the the action spaces alone are, this one, you have to put a person on it. This one, you don't have to put a person on it. This one, you have to put a person on it and you can spend other people to amp up that action. This one, you don't put any people on it, but you can spend extra people yeah. to up the action. The
1: iconography, thanks to Ian O'Toole, is very clear, though, it, once you can read the iconography.
0: Once you get it, 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 is, it is clear. But, you know... All these things are designed with a with a reason. They're designed with intent. They're designed with with uh, with a lot of um, playtesting going yeah. going into it. So it all makes sense. But it is you know the edge case thing that you said earlier. I think holds true in in this sense that each space is a is a special snowflake. No two are quite exactly alike. Totally.
1: And and to me, the hallmark of a VTOL game is um, I am uh, the seal performing and always getting a treat whenever I do anything. Um, And to (laughs) me, every VTOL game has that feeling of no matter what I do, if I put my worker here, I get a resource and then I can use that resource to do this. And if you do anything, if you just move your guy forward one space, you always land on, a, a new action, or you know, there's do you it's feel
0: always like you're, you're saying, like, thank you, Dr. Pavlov. Do you think that there's like a little bell <laughs> yes. going off each time? I think, I
1: think he he he, he recognizes correct. that players really enjoy the feeling of getting a, a a a present every time you do anything, getting a little, and that that's a very positive gaming experience. It makes you feel like every time I do something, I get something for free. I get a little bonus. Can I, I get a little extra? Can I offer here, as we talked about 4X games earlier, mm-hmm.
2: so I find this ticks a box. All of games tick a box for me that the traditional 4X games give where there's always something kind of to be discovered. Yes. And that the actions really do unfold tactically as well as strategically. His games really do do that so well, and this game is amazing for that. I really felt like there was always something new and something I should have discovered earlier in the game that would have given me a
0: whole different state of being. And, and so I... There's a lot of ways to do the things that you want to do in in the game, um, which is a very interesting thing. So So Matt was describing the way he played, which was the first few actions in the space station, getting all your ducks in a row, go down to the planet and try to stay there in the game that Matt and i played together he and paul went went there went to went went to space and we're doing that and i was the the last player to go and yeah. i realized okay if i go to space it's all three of us there they've already taken the best bonuses for space so i'm going to be at a disadvantage going going forward for the rest of that rest of that round but it was so, even
1: worse though because by the time you did get there Everything was we had it was like a, a, an empty town we had taken everything we'd taken all the resources all literally all the blueprints. There was almost nothing for you to do there other than research.
0: I won that game because what I did was i went to I went to Mars first, and what I did was I picked the the action the, you the little, start the with little the bonus you get is yeah. i start with a blueprint that's yeah. that's a little treat that i got for that yeah. and with that blueprint and with the technologies that you guys were grabbing up in space you can i can build using your technology we can work together and by doing so you get a little benefit from that yeah. you get to uh, increase that technology mm-hmm. to improve that technology
1: well, let's talk briefly about the what i call the cooperative aspect of sure. this game which is where we are all you are uh, um, rewarded for playing nicely with each other in a way that I haven't seen in other games, but that are as highly competitive as this as well. What the two areas that is uh, that the scene clearly in is the technology. So much thematically, it makes perfect sense. Uh, we all live in a colony together. If you have improved a technology, I get to use it and you only get something for it. I don't lose anything, right? You have taken the time to research how to build hydroponic labs Um, now when I want to build a hydroponic lab, I just go to you, but you know, by going to you, your research is furthered. You get better at building hydroponic labs. So, you know, I don't lose anything by it. You just gain something, which is really fun because you you still have that thing of like, Oh, I need to use Tom's tech to build this building. I don't, I don't have to pay him for it, but he's going to get something from it. And so you have to decide how, and usually you, you almost always do it.
0: Because you have to. It, yeah, the majority yeah. of games that have this mechanic, it's I can use your thing, but I have to pay you one buck or yeah. one gold or one this or one right. that. In this one, the game pays the, the game other person. Pays, the game pays. The bank pays the player, right? So it is no skin off of your nose to to do it, to get yeah. that benefit.
1: You always do it. And and the other and it's that, that thing. You're, it's, it's that you're getting, the seal's getting a fish. You know, like you're like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I get to use your thing. Nothing bad happens. You get a thing, but you're feeling good. Everybody feels good. Um, you're you're giving them VP,
0: inevitably, sure. So yes, inevitably because the tech tree rewards. But it, does, it in the seems end.
2: those
1: VP drips are so
2: small compared to the benefit you get sure. from doing the action.
0: And it, so it feels that way. But then looking at the end game scoring, wow! You could play a, a you could play a tech strategy oh, yeah. and get crazy
1: oh, points. 50, 60 points could be sitting there. Yeah. Um, the other co uh, cooperative aspect of the game is the life support system. Yeah. So uh, the level of our colony only rises when we have a balanced building structure so you have to build all the four main types of buildings there are
0: six main types of buildings all total four of which are necessary for the lss the life support systems right so there is the battery there is the air there is the greenhouse and there's the water so the water systems so if
1: all those things get upgraded the level of the colony goes up which then that extends the, the amount of time in between shuttle transfers. That also uh, literally uh, can move the end game clock forward. If it gets high enough, the level can actually start lowering the, uh, it can end the game.
2: It also is the condition to which new cards and new
1: technologies come exactly. out. so The it, only it way. So the game. Yeah. So it, it is, there is no end of a round in this game. The end of the round is when we all have worked together to take the LSS to the total next level. And now the whole game refills. So it's not like I do my action, you do action, we all do our actions and then, okay, refill the board. That doesn't, that might not happen. That, that actually, I found the LSS doesn't go up until a third of the way through the game, you know? So like, there are many actions where you're, you're just going, oh man, I, and I need blueprints, I need resources, they don't exist. And then that is the incentive to raise the level of the, uh, of the but also you get a huge amount of victory points for doing it, you get no benefits for building buildings that aren't required by the LSS, which is really interesting. So like, you cannot just decide, I'm gonna build plant buildings for the whole building, for the whole game. Because the first time you build a plant building, you'll get two points for this, you'll get eight points because it does this, you'll get a free guy, you get all these gifts, but then, now the plant is above the level of the LSS. If you build it again, you literally get
0: nothing. Because that's not what we need exactly. right now. We need something else. That's what we're gonna reward. We're gonna reward the things that we need to improve our to improve our station. Not you simply min-maxing your own your yeah. own little system. Well it's a nice way of pushing
2: the brakes because the strategy for someone who's rushing the game is to push all the life support, but they really have to have their their finger in so many different pies, so to speak, that they they would be able to do that. Now we saw that in the second game where Paul was rushing the,
1: yeah, the, he the went for sport. the low-hanging fruit and the, the early victory points. He went the you know, just I'm going to I'm going to build all the things quickly. I'm not going to worry about upping tech. I'm going to let them do the technology. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let them get the scientists. I'm going to let them, you know, do all the stuff and I'm just going to do I'm just going to get all the the quick early points and it's going to be an insurmountable lead by the time they start doing it as well. Um, which and, almost
2: felt that way, but which then. almost
1: felt that way. And it, see, at one point in the game, you see, he had this giant lead points and we had nothing. And then I just decided to focus on contracts and, you know, actually using the things he had built to turn into points. Cause he had built all these things. And I, you know, I was just able to, it was, it was easy to zig where he had zagged, which was interesting. you did a
2: great job because it really felt like round two or whatever, like life support level two. It was like, oh, this game's over. I was ready to throw in the towel. I didn't understand it. And then you came along and you won it was beautiful.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's also a learning game. I, you know, I, don't, I don't take too much joy in a, in a second play of a, a very complex game at victory because we're all just pulling the levers and seeing what works. But I, 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 did, I did see that lead and went, ugh, is this one of those games where everybody has to just rush the thing? And I was like, I really hope it's not that game because I don't want to all have to rush the same thing in order to win the game. And so it, it, was, it was reassuring to see that there were, um, you, could, you could get a lot of points focusing on contracts
0: an interesting thing about the game is the interconnectedness of these, of these things. There are literally gears that are built into the mechanisms of the game, which is to say that in order to build an, an a greenhouse, what resource do you spend to build a, to build a, a greenhouse? You need water. That's correct. Right. You don't spend plants to right. build the greenhouse. No. You spend water to get the, to get the plant building. And then what, um scientist goes goes with that needs something else right. in in the
1: circle deed. of life
0: <laughs> in other words it's you need the resource of the building to the left right. uh, of the of the building that you want to build in order to, to make it you need the it, and it pays off things that that are going to feed the building on the right yeah. and no, it all same, goes in a big
1: loop and you know uh, oxygen makes uh, people, which then can work in mines, which oh, then water can build water makes batteries. Right, water
0: makes plants. Plants make, make oxygen. We've all oxygen yeah. uh, uh, Oxygen feeds makes people able to su- yeah. sustain people. People can
1: work in mines. Mines are used to make batteries. Batteries, yeah, it's, it's this cool cycle for sure.
0: Yeah, batteries bring, batteries bring water up to the surface and blah 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 blah. Uh, it's it's kind of fascinating, but it is one of those things where there are scientists which you get the scientists you can use to go on to blueprints, yeah. your own blueprints or other people's blueprints. Yeah, that, that,
1: you're right. That is a third element that I forgot to talk about, which is really fun. I've never seen before. Please, uh, please talk about yeah, it because science, it's really fascinating. The scientists might be my favorite part of the game. So there are six, uh, special meeples in this game that, uh, are not your workers. They're not, they're, they're, they're their own. There's only six of them whole game. Once they're gone, they're all gone. One representing each building type, right? Exactly. So you buy that scientist, um, and then you can place that scientist on a matching type. It's, if it's plant, it must be on a plant uh, advanced building card or a blueprint card. Each blueprint card, once built into a building, has an executive action on it that is uh, unique to that. They're all, all the cards are pretty different. Um, but usually to use an executive action costs you two crystals. But if you have a scientist matching that type, it's free. But your scientist can go on anybody's blueprint card at the table, not just yours, as long as it matches the type. But the cool part is if I put mine on Tom's card... I get to use it for free as an executive action every turn, but so does Tom. Tom gets to use it for free every turn. So you're thinking... Once again, no no penalty penalty for, for
0: for Matt for putting it there. Right. Just an extra benefit for me. It's
1: all... I really am starting to think that Vital has studied Pavlov because there's just these these constant little positive feelings, as opposed to punishing feelings, as opposed to negative gameplay experiences. It's all... Everything you do leads to a small little jolt of, ooh, yeah, I get a thing. And, you know, nothing bad has happened.
0: So do you think... Because this is something that's interesting. We've had some debates about the multiplayer solitaire trend of the year, which we'll get into in a minute. But some people like that because they don't like the fact that games that are not multiplayer solitaire the agricolas of the world yeah i take the four wood yeah. you can no longer take right. the four wood just a bad and feeling. it's and and it's a bad feeling this is not multiplayer solitaire there yeah. is a huge level of interaction but the interaction is such that it is net positive and never net negative. Right, which is thematically
1: beautiful because we all have to survive together on Mars. You know, like we can't be fighting each other. It all has to feel, we all have to leave, even if we win, everybody has to feel good. Right. Or else we're going to die. What I would say
0: is there are, there are medium weight euros that don't need to be this Baroque and this complex that could use a similar scheme. Yeah. Whereby there is player interaction, but the player interaction is largely positive. It's like, I want to do what you did I can do that it does it you' you haven't blocked me. I can do it, but in doing so, I'm giving you an added benefit yeah. I, I think that that is something that I don't see enough of. I don't see a lot of at all, and could be a really, really interesting trend going forward if people were to start to uh, to to build games that way. What do you think
2: I mean hundred percent absolutely yes, even though the elegance of this, uh, although I think when we get down to how we feel about the game mm-hmm. on first blush, I think it'll really reflect. Um, in in those reviews but I, I will say that this these mechanisms these these aspects of the game are fascinating it's what brought us all to the table it's why we played it now however many times since just having it underhand
1: so I, I, before we get into our thoughts I just want to say one thing that, that I had sort of an epiphany about Vital Lacerda games while playing this uh, outside of the thought of just this uh, realizing that he, he he's more interested in the positive experience than the negative but I still want to correct you on the pronunciation but I'm not going to do that Vital Lacerda Vital Vital Lacerda okay um I, we don't, we, we all love Vital Lacerda. Yeah. All of us. We, many of us consider him our favorite designer. Many, I'd say probably
0: half the people in our game group. And let's be clear when you and I debated Uwe Rosenberg versus that, we, we had to basically flip a coin because we both, we both, we both would probably pick Lacerda.
1: We very rarely play Vital Lacerda games at our game nights. They rarely come out. They come out less than older games like age of steamer i mean they, they rarely hit the table when was the last time Gallus hit the table when was the last time vinos hit the table when was the last time kanban hit the table like these are games we all would say are nines or tens but they almost never hit the table and i think i think that is a, a problem with his designs not, not not that it's a problem but it's a problem for our group because i think for you and i as the game teachers yes to remember the intricacies of these games before they are played would take 30 minutes, every, if, if, unless you played it in the last couple months. It requires
0: a review you I have to go true. back.
1: And I think that holds us back from getting it to the table. I would love to just throw galleries on the table, but I can't just throw it on the table. If I haven't played it in six months, because I have to
0: read the rule book again, because I also think that you need, you need three other players that are okay. I'm going to, I'm going to get the seatbelts on and I'm going to strap in. We have those though. I don't think that's
1: the problem. I, I, I for me, honestly, I, I, I was just thinking why, like I was sitting there going like, why don't we play Lisboa more? Why don't we play on, why don't we play? And I was thinking going, why won't we play this more? Cause I know we won't. I know in a month it will sit on a shelf for a year. And I'm thinking, and I really think it's because of me as the teacher of these games or you, the people who actually yeah. are the ones, who, because I it's, it's extra work for us that games like Concordia or great Western trail, or, you know, even, even heavier games like uh or or things. They just, for some reason, the intricacies, the brokenness of the rules are really hard to remember. And you actually, you just have to read the whole rule book again to be able to play it. And I think that holds me back from playing more games.
0: I agree. I think, that's, I, I think that segues right into talking about our impressions of, of the game and what we're talking about. I will say this. I will say that for our next 8x8 challenge, I think Vital Lacerda game yeah. is, is, a, is a must. Totally. Is a must. So, where do we fall on this, knowing that we are Vital superfans and and all of that, given all of that, where do we fall? I'm going to start with with Alfred. Alfred, you had you had one play, and it was uh, it, it was it was fraught. It was it, <laughs> we went not, into not, end, not fraught is probably the we
1: one. went into end game scoring, and Alfred had zero points. I'm not attacking you. No, 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 no I'm just saying that's it's an, an
2: interesting board uh, state. I, I was playing a different game. I, I was exploring the space. All those kind of things that we do. I, I will say, as has been stated on the very first episode of uh of this podcast my favorite game of all time is the gallerist still stands even though i do play it so rarely yeah um this game isn't quite as elegant i feel as that mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. this game the heaviness got in the way a little bit for me and i really do feel like there was a um there was things i learned and things i really enjoyed in, in through the gaming you know as as these games are often in the case it was a learning game but uh there, there was some certain determinism that happened with in terms of like what was going on on the um, uh, evolution of the board state of the kind of bringing out buildings mm-hmm. that I I didn't I was playing a little differently I was playing I really wanted to explore the technology I wanted to do the thing and I just didn't grok it and it's not just about not grokking it. it is just about the game itself had a little bit of a of an obfuscation for me that was a little bit off putting and and I, I and really enjoyed this game yeah it was just a little bit difficult to see into and I, I really don't blame the game itself i mean it was very clearly stated it's very much lucerta in that way i just it it wasn't a sweet spot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed it i will play again happily yeah i'm sure i will do I better think that feeling
1: time. goes away if you had the time to play it more you know there i was, think on the fourth or fifth play of this i think that so that, i will i mean just, that let me just also
2: say that there was a certain thing about the blueprints themselves where mm-hmm the understanding of the of the intricacies of how important they were as well where the different executive actions that are unlocked like i mm-hmm. just kind of blundered into a certain path and then once i was kind of working that path it didn't unlock a lot of these other bonuses and and kind of so there's like a certain learning that this seems a little bit more like terraforming mars this seems a little bit more like those kind of card games mm-hmm. where or like an agricola those those style of heavy euros where knowing the cards knowing what's coming really makes it so you can play a game and and i just didn't do that i just didn't have that and it wasn't something explicitly as important in the game working in like learning the rules didn't show as much of that
0: is this game to some degree like snowboarding when i talk to people about snowboarding moving on (laughs) (laughs) when i talk to people about snowboarding they're always like you snowboard I'm like i'm horrible at it but yes i have snow snowboard, snowboard a little bit and like I, I really want to snowboard and i say okay but here's the thing your first day is a non-negotiable bad time it is tough mm-hmm. it right. is t- you are going to be battered and bruised no matter how good you are at it you're going to get you're going to get your, your butt handed to you several times you're going to be sore as heck after that you, the the learning curve for it, you get better faster than you do at skiing and you can quickly get to a good place, yeah. but it is a hard start yeah. for people, even people that, that like Vidal Lacerda games, this is a hard start. This is to read the rules and be able to understand and teach the game is tough. The videos that are out there right now are not are not really amazing. They're not they're not telling me, oh no, that's that clearly that's how to teach the game because I don't think there is a super clear path as to uh, an easy way to teach the game because I don't think it, there, there's no way the, the best teacher in the world can't make this an easy teach. But beyond that, once you know the basics of even how to play it, your first few plays, you are struggling to remember how to play it and to play it at the most basic level and the discoveries the the discoveries of how to play it better are coming but they're slow to come so it, it takes a, a few plays to even get up to speed I guess what the question is 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 there a point at which a game where the 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 squeeze is so hard that no amount of juice is going to be worth it when you get down there. I think that's true for some games. I don't think it's true for this game, but I do think that... You
1: can't believe it's true for this game if you also think 1862 is worth it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, exactly. I'm, I'm in, uh, uh, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm a card carrying cult member. There's no question about it that that's, that that's where I am on it, but it, it, it is, this game does test this mm-hmm. to some degree. Yep. It is the hardest Vital of game that, that has, that, that he, that he has ever created. And because of that, I just want to say that for me, it is it is a hard, it is that hard lime you know you get the lime in the bag and, and and you're like oh my god this this thing won't even won't even squeeze now those limes tend to have almost no juice right mm-hmm. this thing is a gusher once you get into it I think that that this is giving and giving and giving and now with uh, you know with with two and a half plays under my belt I'm just starting out yeah just starting oh, yeah, out yeah. but I but I'm already reaching that point at that that play two and a half where I'm like okay no there's a whole world in here and i i uh, it's the game that i'm it's the game other than 1862 bec- just because i'm playing it on sure, tuesday sure. that i am most looking forward to playing
1: yeah i v- v- v-
0: <laughs> now you're in my head <laughs> now i'm
1: second triple quadruple guessing myself Vital Lacerda games vital Vital Lacerda Games, VT Games. Uh, <laughs> Dodolus, will you please correct yeah. them? <laughs> uh, Vital Lacerda Games make me wish I owned less games. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know Because what you mean. I honestly feel like, and, and this is actually something that we'll talk about in, in, in Trends of the Year. I think we are, as a group, because we have a podcast now, because there is a certain uh, need to churn out episodes yeah. and review new games. I think we are putting a high uh i think i think we are liking games more that give off more juice with less squeeze and i think we are starting i think i think and and um, it's maybe controversial i think you guys are off on maracaibo because i just think it needs more place to really i, th- I think i think the sweetness and the randomness you're feeling is just lack of experience in the game and as somebody who's played it now solo 7 or 8 times i honestly just feel like uh, and I think on Mars could have that thing too. It's just like, I don't know. This feels crazy, but I, I don't know if we had to, if we played less games. If we had a game group that played the same game eight times in a row, I, I, ju- I think I think I think there's there's deep strategies here that we might be overlooking after even two or three games on a lot of games this year because uh, it requires a lot of work, and we got to move on to well, the next game to review.
2: And let's be honest too, we're on the heavier end of things as a podcast, and but now we're starting to be a voice of uh, for the hobby and in, in, in some ways like at least I see the people you know thank thank goodness for the people in the discord thank goodness for the people in the Facebook group and all the diversity of interests that they're bringing to the table this game will register different for them and most of them probably have backed this game most of them probably are involved in this game invest in this game and I think this is a really important if if this is going to be as bought as it seems online I think this could be a really important game for the hobby
0: yeah, I listen to heaviness. I've played Maracaibo five times. Mm-hmm. At what point do I need to play it for for me for it to turn the corner for me? There's a reason that people do 10 by 10 challenges. There's mm-hmm. a reason we do 8 by 8 challenges because it is a challenge to play a single game. No, I know. Five, eight, 10 times if it hasn't rung rung my bell on the fifth play i feel like that is a that, yeah. that is a that is a mark against that mm-hmm. is a that is a difficult I can't disagree thing with that. difficult thing to, to, I can't disagree with that. to get past i don't think on mars is that I, I i will say that the first play of on mars is that first day of snowboarding i loved my first day of snowboarding i hated my first day of snowboarding but i loved it it was it was uh, brutal and painful and it made my brain melt but at the end of it, I couldn't wait to get back on the mountain. I couldn't wait to 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 get back to it. And I, uh, and with each play, I'm feeling that more and more about this game.
1: I, I think I can't really say how much I like this game right now. Much like because I, I yeah. think I think it requires more. I I, I I I I really enjoyed it. I will say this: I didn't spend my weekend thinking about it. The way other games do where I played it and I'm just like, oh my God, now I'm reading the strategy things on BGG and now I'm watching videos and now I'm reading the rules again. And now, you know, it it didn't, it, I'm not freaking out to play it again. If it became, I'm very excited to play it again, but I'm not dreaming of it. And, you know, it's not doing that thing where I'm just like,
0: it's consuming me. Wow. Cause I'm, I'm the opposite. I really, I really have, I think because. I played the one game and then I watched the other game played, yeah, and I saw that two radically different. My strategy for winning the first game and your yeah. strategy for winning the second game were radically different, yeah we were focusing on completely opposite elements of of things and and it felt very thematic that you won because you did something that really improved the colony in a different way than what yeah. I did, which was really interesting, yeah,
2: I guess what I would propose in the midst of that is and and partially because i was just exploring the space but i don't know how many strategies there are to to really viably win i think it's awesome that those two were really radically different i'm sure there's tons of extra but there's there's something about the points that you both scored that were really in in zone and i'm just curious when we get to four players five players how yeah. many of those people are going to be left out or king making four four i did feel a little like bit of that okay four players um and so, just you know, it's one of those things where I think there's probably like one person's going to have the pole position per game, and we're all going to be playing against that person in the early game, and then that'll evolve. But yeah. I'm curious about player three and four. I mean, being the player three who kind of set things up a little bit, teed things up, didn't mm-hmm. really feel like necessarily ever had a chance, which is totally fine. But I and I really enjoyed exploring the space. But I do wonder if this game, in its cooperativeness, is going to be a little bit different
0: than that. Were you uh, when you say? Th- Third player? Do you mean you were the third in, in the tr- in the initial turn order? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, I, I meant more like I just felt like I never.
0: Oh, the new, the, yeah, 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 Like yeah, you yeah.
2: know, like the 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 kind of the outlier.
1: Yeah. Well, this is definitely a game. If you've pl- if if you have not played it before and other people have, you're just going to get. I just wonder if there's, if there's, there's any if there's any Trolloped yeah. I, I don't sure. know what that. I don't know where that's going for there. <laughs> trounced. <laughs> trounced. Trounced. Yeah. Trounced. I just wonder if there's wall up to trounced. or trounced. I, I I combined them and went <laughs> trolloped, which is well, like trollop is kind of Victorian prostitute or something. I don't really know where i was going with it is, but yes. okay,
2: yes, I I do think that there is probably not room, <laughs> I, and I I want to be proven wrong. There's probably not room for a third player to rise up and to suddenly take take things. I'm curious. Not in
0: the fr- in the first play, you're going to get winched. Yeah, let's just say that you yeah. just. There's no question about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get bottom hoed in this game. There is, really <laughs> quickly if you. <laughs> there is no. It's a strange podcast. I no. mean, just totally courtesan. Really, there's no. <laughs> No other option. I mean
1: we geish Alfred pretty
0: bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks That is on, on Mars Mar- that is that is on Mars. Um I I, I unreservedly recommend it. Oh, I look, do. I do. I love it. I just wonder and this is,
1: I guess, a meta thing about our podcast right now. I wonder what service we're offering people in reviewing a 4.48 weight game that needs seven or eight plays to even understand after we've played it two to three times. That's all. I, I don't know what I, we can we can tell you our impressions after two to three times, but I cannot call this a review. I, I
0: totally agree to some degree to some degree, but at the other uh, on the other side of it, um, there are only so we've played a ton of games, so we have a lot of uh, experience there. I believe that with a lot of experience, our you know our meter, our needle is calibrated in such a way that we sure. get a beat on game is faster uh, than a lot. I, of people. I think I, I think mean, this fair. is
2: an ex- this is an important game. Just that that cooperative competitive yeah. style that it represents, I think, is a, a, a refreshing blast of.
1: And, and you know a new VTOL game makes me want to play all the old V. I I mean I'm just yep. sitting here going like you know yep. what man we did not give Lisboa a fair shake I want more plays of that yeah. I loved Lisboa we don't play Gal- we should play Galleries five times a year Yeah. we should be I mean we yep. should play Com- Kanban well the new editions of cup- Kanban's coming I love Kanban I love Kanban Kanban's amazing I will say I've played
0: Kanban more in the last two years than I've played any of the other I haven't
1: or... played it once in two years at least it was super fun when we uh, lost Vino's is, is, yeah that was really fun Vino's is incredible why don't we play that all th- I mean it's just like I mean, I'll, almost like would rather vital's next game just be a couple years without a new game, so I can just keep playing. <laughs> you know, I just feel like, like well, that's what the kanban expansion kind of represents. Maybe right? yeah, like I, it's uh, yeah. I wish I had more time to play his games because I they don't come to the table enough. Eight uh, the eight uh, eight by eight challenge. We'll just do that. Yeah, fair enough. Next we are we now
0: to the end of the year wrap up. We are going to talk about 2019 top ten games of the year. The good, the bad, the ugly. Everything we have to say, top ten games for for the three of us. First, let's let's just talk about a couple larger things, right? What was the trend of the year for you? What is the, the most interesting trend that you saw in gaming this year?
1: Yeah, I, I would say it's definitely a push towards friendlier competitive games, competitive games with uh, with less negative player experiences, which leads to multiplayer solitaire.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. And I saw a trend towards digital, like effective digital implementation of game space. Like sure. What? Like we're talking like through the ages, the expansion oh, that sure. came out for that, terraforming Mars, just more of of kind of finding what makes board game space important and yeah. particular, finding ways of putting in the digital space. I don't think it's, you know, not replacing anything, but you finally seeing this maybe, is the year
1: that you started board gaming on, on but on I also apps. saw a lot of other
2: people uh effectively implementing it in that yeah. space. Yeah.
0: Uh, the most notable trend for me this year was the decidedly the, the, the decided drop in the Alfredness of the games that I played this year. <laughs> sure. Largely, the ap- of, largely uh, positive rules trends that we played that was, <laughs> Yes, we just we just everything went off the rails. No, uh, I think it's for me, it was the increasing gulf between heavy and light games we you know Trey talked about this on a previous episode and i totally agree with what he said which was that we thought for a while that what was happening in the hobby was that games were getting more streamlined that we were taking game concepts and we were boiling them down to their essences and making games that were just very elegant and very precise but actually what has happened over the last uh, over the last year has been sort of a bifurcation there have been games that have been getting simpler and Friendlier and cleaner, um, it, it, and there have also been games on Mars and others that have reveled in their Baroqueness, That have that have yeah. pushed the other end of the scale and said, "No, no, no this is for people that oh, want to."
1: Barrage, City of Big Shoulders, Pipelines, Pax Transhumanity. I mean, Pax Premier. These are all very heavy games, and would I would say there's, there's a bit well, of that wasn't this year. And yeah. there is a mean, bit of
0: a sure. there's a bit of Renaissance that's happening with the eighteen XX. Oh, big time. Right now, right? And it's uh, finding its way into other games, Tokyo Metro and ex- Big City. Exactly right. City Big Shoulders, yeah. Uh, which which I love. I'm so happy that that, that that is happening because I really do feel like there are a lot that there is, as more people enter this hobby, that there is a broader and broader uh, realm of people and taste. And I feel like the hobby was in danger of contracting and trying to get a... Casual, casual, casual. Well, not even even that so much as to try to get games that please everyone, and by doing so, please no one. And it is not happening right now. It It is decidedly not happening. There are games that are being made for every kind of player. And I particularly applaud the the heavier, more baroque uh, titles because those are not never going to sell the way the the, the lighter, softer uh, games are going to. And and because of that, those are labors of love; those are works of art. And I applaud that. Yep um reprint of the year what do you what do you guys think was we had a lot of really cool really interesting reprints we reviewed at least two or three of them Mm. on on the on the pod what what was the reprint that that the most
1: important one the one that to me was the most needed reprint in, in all of board gaming was dune yes no never has a game deserved to be in more people's hands and wasn't than dune
0: yeah, it's it's not that the reprint itself was was so amazing, but... It's just that people could buy it. Simply that it's available. Yeah, you simply have spend you, $300 on it. Yeah, and they an ugly copy. All these people who can now suddenly play a game that previously was virtually unplayable. Yeah. I totally agree. Hands down. Um, for me, um, PAX Premier, I thought was a wonderful, you know, I, very similar. It was a re-implementation. It, it, it comes... I'm gonna...
1: Okay. Gonna? We'll get into that in the top 10. That's not a reissue to me. That is a brand new game it's not that different I, okay okay i disagree okay i think it's wildly different I okay. it's a new game all right
0: there we go there we go anything for you alfred
2: i mean dune yeah I, having played it with you before and talked about it with some of my new board game friends and or you know people who i know are enthusiasts and i would just could always get you know curious looks and yeah. you know, quizzical glances and now i you know now we can
0: reference it in proper yeah mm-hmm. totally agree disappointment of the year what was there? What was there that that was just like uh, kind of wish that was wish that was better? Wish that wish that uh, that knocked it out of the park. And, and well, that couldn't have an easier answer for me. Yeah, Black Angel. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've never had a more anticipated game in my whole life. It couldn't have lived up to the hype of it. I did not dislike Black Angel, but I sold it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think I'd play it again. Um, uh, I, I, if there's an expansion, I'm very excited to see what it is. But um, I played it six, seven times, and I, I, I will now play Twa, my favorite game of all time. Instead, there you go. Um, I, and, and I like, I like Black Angel. I'm not saying I dislike it. I just don't, I don't need to play it again.
2: That it didn't live the juice didn't live up to the. It's just, I, I'll or, just play <laughs> I'll just play toi. So close. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, it wasn't it, it. It wasn't the frappuccino that we. Uh, Is that the same for you? No, no. I mean, there's no frappuccinos are just not not good. Period. But yeah, it was. It, it, Black Angel was. I, I was. Um, theme thematically, there's still a lot of room in that space, mm-hmm. uh, in outer space, to be to be utilized. I think. It was a real it, like I think it betrayed us as a game group. It really sounded like it was going to be all things for our our particular game group, and uh, brought it to the table and just didn't didn't take anyone's box. I think maybe that's a, a example of just it, you know different game space, different game ideas, and no no diss to nobody, but it just wasn't that game for. You know.
0: uh, I I think you guys are doing it a disservice. I think on the twelfth play, I think it starts to get <laughs> really uh, really good. No, for me, <laughs> for me, uh, tapestry. Um, I, I'm not exactly a Jamie Stegmeier super fan. I do like his 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 games a lot, but when I hear Jamie Stegmeier is doing a big, bold, beautiful Civ game, Civ game kills me. Civ game, I'm uh, you know I, I can't help but get super super excited about that. And I just didn't. I just didn't love tapestry. It was it was a, a, a disappointment on on a, a few levels, and you know I should be at this point. I should be wise enough to know that when somebody says they're coming out with the new Civ game, I should immediately just put my expectations on the floor. And because heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak with. Vladimir lot exception uh it, it has through the ages yeah exactly and and nations uh, both yep. um, uh, are, are amazing and i was just i was really really hoping that it would be would be something amazing and it, for me it was not so we're go. gonna do our top 10 or what let's do it let's do it start with number 10 let's do it number alfred are you joining in on this nope okay you're just gonna
1: be a color commentary <laughs> no, probably not <laughs> Okay, cool. See you later. <laughs> you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll go first. My number 10 is Marvel Champions uh, and also a way to segue into uh, talk, talking about my uh, solo apps. Uh, check out uh, the very first episode of Solo Mode, our little tiny bite-sized 30-minute episodes that I'll try to be churning out a couple times a month. My first review is Marvel Champions. I enjoyed it a lot. You can hear more about that there.
0: Uh, my number 10 is Jaws. We mentioned at BGG Con how much we loved Jaws and, and what, a, what a, how much it tickled us. Um, Matt, you played it. You didn't really like it, did you? I didn't you? enjoy it. No. I didn't is... find
1: it to be um, engaging. I found it to play itself to me a little bit. And I found that I, I just I, I wish everybody could be the shark it is fun being the shark that's for sure i think it's only fun being the shark i don't think the other thing's fun okay here here. here, let me just talk about these type of games these deduction games i guess i the truth is i don't like deduction games because to me it's like okay where's the shark the shark could be here the shark could be here the shark could be here okay he's in one of those i don't know coach i don't know that's to me is the whole game is just doing that where's the shark could be here could be here could be here do we have any reason to think it could be i mean it's it's 33 percent chance of, of hitting him go I don't know. To me, that's not a game. You're talking
2: about Tom's sweet spot, though. He loves these games. You have in so numerous great. times you've mentioned yeah. different games that take
0: on the same. Sherlock uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, Detective, um, even games like Scotland Yard, the Hidden Movement Deduction Games, which is what this is. Uh, they're... Wonder, a I wonderful i like the show. one
1: ring a lot i like the, the hobbit version of yes. it because i love that theme so much and i think that's a fun game and i can get into the theme i liked
0: fury of jack dracula White yeah, Chapel. To,
1: to me this one exists in a weird spot where it's too complicated that i could teach it to non-gamers but it's not complicated enough where it's fun for me and it's just like oh i don't know roll a die Is the shark there you're not okay next turn is the shark there he's not okay next turn. i don't well, this, know
0: this segues into my new segment which is going to be uh great games that maddie doesn't like we'll be doing a <laughs> yeah, little half hour bite-sized episodes of that two, we make was, a song
1: for that too let's do it <laughs> it was the the cooperative side of the game which is what three or four people are doing is not i i don't i'll, I'll play the shark if you guys want to play it again but i don't want to just sit there and go okay i don't know what did, is the shark there i don't know move your piece is he there no okay your turn I don't know. It wasn't fun. That wasn't fun to me. You've been soloing
0: too long, my friend. It's a wonderful, it's, it's a fan. It, listen, I'm not saying it's got de- depth. It's got legs and anything like that, but the uh, playing the three people trying to work together to, to, to get this damn shark is, is sublime. And okay. Paul, uh, Paul absolutely adored it. Uh, Trey loves it. We, we, we love this game. It's a really good game. Number nine. I'll for do, you. It's a really good game to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number nine is City of the Big Shoulders. City of the Big Shoulders is basically kind of an 18xx game without trains.
1: So much uh, lower on
0: your list than I thought it would be. Um, I, I really, I really really like it. I don't. I, it's, I guess what it is for me is the only thing I would say negative about it. And it's in my top 10. So it's it's definitely up there. The only thing I would say about it is that I'm not sure that I would would play this if I had the option of playing the games that it mimics but doesn't quite play, right? Ooh. If I could play uh, Age of Steam or the 18XX games, I would probably rather play the the version that has <laughs> a board aspect to it as opposed to this which is purely the economics part of it. Okay, but I do I like this game a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's you. a really really good game, and I would say that the expansion companies make the game way more playable, yeah. much more interesting. You know, they they just they take something that's already good and they make it truly yeah. great.
1: Clearly, it's higher on my list. Uh, number nine for me is Tapestry. I I really had fun. I, I when I did my top ten, I did not think of the best games this year. I thought of the games that. Captured me more than any other games mm-hmm. this year. The games that I had the most fun playing, that I thought the most about, that I was most excited to get, the most excited to play. I really still like Tapestry. I, I know what it is. It is not a, uh, a well-balanced, uh, fair fight amongst all people. But I to me, the experience of playing it is really fun. Okay. I, just, I just have fun while I'm playing it and I hope I get to play it more. I'm excited to try his uh, Jamie's attempts at balancing it. I'm curious to see how those work, but I'm okay if they fail as well, because to me, just the experience of playing the game is fun.
0: Okay. All right. I can't, can't say I agree, but I'm happy that yeah. you're, I'm happy that you fun joy yeah, it. I have fun in it and, really and, and the
1: theme comes through to me and I totally get that it doesn't for others, but I, I, I genuinely feel like the theme comes through and, I, and for me, it, it, it tells a cool story. Okay. All right. Yeah. What's your number eight? Oh, I just did my number 9 are Don't we going back and forth?
0: Well, we're, we're snaking. I did nine and nine. I I did 10 and nine. Uh, nine My
1: number eight is Maracaibo, but I'm putting an asterisk on this because it could be much higher. I need to keep playing it. Um, I, I'm, it's my, it's the, it's the game on my brain right now in terms of games I'm most excited about and keep wanting to play. Um, I'm mostly playing it solo and I find it to be an incredible experience. I might, it might be true, that this is one of the best solo games ever made. And that's how it's meant to be played. I don't know because I've only played it two player once I've played it solo like seven times now. And the the story that comes through it, nobody's ever done a legacy Euro like this before um, that plays solo. And it's so fun. I mean, I would say campaign mode more than legacy, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're not throwing anything away, but well, it's legacy in the sense that it, it plays different every time. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're making choices. You're making you're making branching paths that you know. Once you get to the end of the the, the campaign, yeah, uh, I think you would want to start over because there's there's just it, just it just switches it up enough. Maybe
0: I don't. Yeah, uh, it didn't uh, five tries and it didn't quite ring the bell. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I, I got to uh, beg off of that one. My number eight. Is Marvel Champions a oh. game that my friend Matt Robinson gifted to me? Have you played it yet? Bought it for me yet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have I played it? <laughs> Come on! No, I, I play with my I play with my son at home. We've oh, been nice. playing it a lot over the uh, over the break, Excellent. and it is. Delightful. Yeah, it is. It It is a delightful game, and I I hope it just
1: gets better. I've 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 played the Captain America expansion. I have not played the Miss Marvel expansion
0: yet. Um, I am much more interested in the new villains than I am with the new. I I played against Green Goblin. Plays
1: very different. Green Goblin has a uh, alter ego side and flips back and forth, and you have to get Norman Reedus to turn into the Green Goblin before you can attack him. um Norman Reedus. Isn't that his name? No, oh, that's the actor. What's, what's, <laughs> no, what's his name? Green Goblin's real name? Uh, uh, the, uh, the OsCorp. Os- Norman Os- Osborn. Osborne. I was close. Osborn. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the guy from Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> Norman Osborn. No, he turns into the guy from Walking Dead. It's super weird. Uh,
0: uh, my number. My number seven game of the year is the the game that most affected the the hobby this year. The the amazing wingspan. Ooh. Uh, listen. If I was more into games on the on the lighter side it would be number 1 no question about it. The only reason it's at number 7 is that it is a little light for my tastes, but there is no denying that Elizabeth created a an incredible a very well done game. I'm a huge sucker for atypical themes, for themes that uh, uh explore a different subset of things that are interesting to human beings yeah um that's games like demacher games like container you know they, they just play very very differently even if they're not quite as differently just because the theme the yep. story that you're telling is different and uh boy uh wingspan just hits that out of the park
1: wingspan does not make my top 10 it would have been my number 11 um the reason it didn't is is, is actually it to me it's not too light at all. In fact, I think it's a good weight. To me, it's what the, that experience, I I find to be too, a little too imbalanced. Whereas it doesn't <laughs> bother me with Tapestry because to me, that's more experiential. With Wingspan, to me, to, Wingspan is an optimization puzzle to me, right? It's an engine builder. And to me, there are mm-hmm. a handful of cards that are too strong. And, and a handful of cards that are too weak. And to me, that's um, I don't know. It, it makes the game feel like, well, I'm, this is
0: an optimization puzzle. But the weaker cards are much easier to, to build, right? Yeah, and I mean, so I've taken a, out a handful strategy. of cards.
1: I, I I forget which ones exactly where I wrote them down. Um, huh. I've taken out a handful of cards when I play it because I think they. Um, I hate to be the guy who's like, I think they're broken. Um, because I'm very rarely that guy. You're just weird. But th- I found a few cards that just seemed like. Well, the, like the way they have priced out a few cards, you know, in terms of like the value of yes, them is yes, just yes. off on a few. It's just like, well, that's, you're paying the same price and getting less here. So that's just a worst, a worse card. I don't know if a couple sure. of them were just, I don't know, to me, in an engine builder, I I, I need balance. And this felt a little off. And, I, and yet I, tapestry. Well, it's, it's not an engine builder to me. It's a, it's an experience. It's, uh, it's, it's much to me. Well, I'm just telling you to me. Sure, yeah. I don't look at that and go, I need this to be a balanced engine builder. To me, it's a, uh, you know, civ game gotcha okay my number six is i also have not tried the uh, expansion yet which could totally solve all my problems otherwise I, I i love the game it just felt like well if i'm gonna play an engine builder i, I gotcha. don't know
0: yeah ah maybe it, listen the the cards for the european one maybe they're maybe they're more balanced maybe they're more nuanced. i think they're a little uh
1: more um interactive too that's what i've, I've heard. heard yeah
0: that's what i've heard um did you do yours number seven
1: uh, no, my number seven is Paladins of the West kingdom. I absolutely love this game and I totally understand why you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the most multiplayer solitaire game I've ever played in my entire life. And I am so happy when I'm playing this game, this game could actually end up being in my top three. If, you know, if, if more plays of it, I love it. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't ever want to play architects if I can play this instead. Wow. Um, I think it's so much more fun. I, I just love, I love the experience of playing that game. I also like, I will never play Orléans again because to me, this is just the best version of that. Uh Um, I just, when, when I'm playing that game, my brain is firing on all cylinders and I'm loving it. Wow.
0: That's amazing. When you and I played it together, it was the, the, your last action. I was like, Oh my God, you have done something that has affected affected my game.
1: Yeah. To me, I'm just, I'm I'm just having so much fun while I'm playing that game. I love the decisions. Good. I love the choices. I love the, uh, what feels like a tech tree of strategies that i'm picking from to it does
0: it listen uh, if it wasn't so insular, and if it if it did if the game did not seem to put a huge wall in between each player and put you in a cubby yeah. playing by playing by yourself, sure. if it didn't do that, yeah. everything else about the game yeah. is quite interesting. It's a brilliant solitaire. The, game the, the three different, <laughs> yeah, the, the six different main actions that you're going for yeah. and how they're they're each balanced against one another. Mm-hmm. One needs the other thing, and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It, not unlike on Mars, actually, yeah. in terms of the the cyclical nature of the various resource needs and the various levels that you need to yeah. be on various things it is is very interesting i just don't i just don't like what the game yeah no. ends and up I, doing I,
1: this is one where i'm never going to try to convince you sure sure to sure. like it because it's just it is not it is not the flavor that you like this is a game i think alfred would love i think alfred would love paladins you mean because he's entirely alone no in, i just i know way. i know his play style and yeah. i feel like this is the type of combo crazy this is a combo game this is a find your combo alfred, game.
0: you're not really in a multiplayer solitary game uh, though, right?
1: i know I, I haven't i haven't tended toward those
2: games but i do feel like we this year that being one of the huge trends of this year and i haven't participated as much in game space yeah. i don't think it's i a, really a deterrent for you usually no it's not necessarily a deterrent but i just think there was a sweet spot that was hit this year with a yeah. lot of these games where they balance was really struck and even though you're kind of solo mode uh with everybody in the same room which is a little odd sometimes yeah. but yeah maybe i mean you know I, i'm i can't wait to play
1: yeah What's your number six? My number six is Taverns of Tiefenthal. I love it. This makes me want to sell all my other deck builders. Um, I want my deck builders to be medium weight experiences. Um, this is on the heavier side of medium in terms of deck builders to me. I love it. I think I I, I, I understand that uh, my, my I have a fear with this game mm-hmm. that there is only one way to win it. Um, I have not yet so. decided if that's true, but I, I could see it being possible and that would be a bummer. Uh, which could be totally fixed by an expansion as well. Yeah. But I just this like uh, paladins. When I think of both of these games, I just think I'm just having so much fun during every turn of this game, and the, the time is flying by.
0: This is my number eleven. I it's not on my it's not on my list because yeah. I uh, because I feel like it's it's just shy of that. I, I do feel like there is a strat. I can't see what the other strategy is that's going to compete with it. Yeah. Too early to say, obviously, yeah. I would love to play it again. I love the theming of it so sure. much. The modular board that you can flip yeah. over and The improve components are just things. fun, and, and they're, they're, they're so great. The fact that the dice go on coasters that you pass mm-hmm. around. It's, it's, it's an adorable, fantastic, fantastic game. It's I great. really do like it so much. What's uh, your number six? My number six is Sabotage, the new Tim oh, yeah. Fowers game. game I have not played. It is a delight. Okay, so I loved um, Captain Sonar. For what it was. Yeah. I loved it, but how are you going to get eight players together to play a real-time, you know, a real-time loopy little fun game? our game group. It's tough. It's tough. Sabotage is a four-player game that takes the real-time aspect out of it and turns it into a two-versus-two strategy game with a big wall between the two of you. The spies are trying to disable the global destruction weapons. The... Supervillains are trying to find where the spies are and kill them five times yeah. each or so, five times, five times total the variable powers that you can power up and get to unlock new abilities for your side. It's delightful. It is a delightful game. I, I would have as, and here's the thing, I have as much fun playing it with my family as I would at a game night. Okay. It really- It's it, not
1: a bridge too far for non-gamers?
0: It is not. No, there's a, there's a simpler mode that you can play mm. to start. I say play the simple mode for your first game. And then once everybody's down with that, then just throw them into the, into the deep end right. and they can, they can grok, grok the rest of it pretty easily. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's a delight. I cool. really enjoyed it. Cool. My number five is uh, a two-player game only. Watergate mm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Watergate is incredible. When you showed me Watergate, I uh, I started playing it. And I'm like, wow, yeah. This is this scratches the itch that um, Twilight Struggle. It's thirty minutes. Twilight in Struggle th- in thirty minutes, yeah. and I I could not be more in the theme. Speaking of interesting, exciting theme you learn a, you can learn a lot about that period which in our current era you could it, it we could all do to learn a little more from yeah. the from the Watergate era yeah. and and the the issues that to bring up then feel very topical right now yeah. and
1: just incredible the only reason it's not on my list is because two player games are the least player count i play I just, I don't, you know, I I don't game with my partner. I don't game with my children. Yep. Uh, And when I game, it's never really with one other person. So, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Two is the, I mean, it's a great game. I just, it doesn't get to the table for me. I, I hear you. Yeah. What's your number five? My number five is Res Arcana, a game Tom did not enjoy at all. But
0: I, you are just absolutely love. Are, are we? Have we just not clicked at all this year? Because we've it's been like, on different pages. I th- like four, three or four of these games. Yeah. are games that I
1: kind of actually don't really like. Yeah, I love Res Arcana. I the expansion's coming out in the next couple months. I couldn't be more excited for it. I enjoy every time I play this game. It's also um, this to me is, feels like terraforming Mars in 30 minutes. That's sort of what this feels like to me. This is the, really? it, it, yeah, it's, uh, you're, you, you are handed a handful of lemons and you got to make the best lemonade you can make. Huh. Um, it is, uh, I, I don't know. I love it. I love the very, to me, it's a system and I'm so excited to see the different places of power they come out with because those change the game so rapidly. I, I, the more you get to know the cards, the more strategic and fun the game is, um i don't know i love it it's one i I, to me it's uh right after new frontiers which also came out this year which i love um i like this more which is uh saying a lot for tom Lehman engine builders
0: I think for me it's less of an engine builder and more of a race game and it's both yeah and i've noticed i i I came to a conclusion about about this game quite recently because people you know other people have been talking about it and how much they love it and i was like what i really tried to dive down and say what is it about the game at its heart that i'm just not clicking with Mm. and for me if a race game is too short it it starts to feel arbitrary it starts to feel arbitrary is not the right word but i don't like a race game that is you know that that plays well under an hour because i feel like the the slightest you know i these two cards these cards that i decided to to start with that just didn't work out it's it's a game of inches from the first play from the first card play sometimes uh, because the because it's a race because it's getting to that point score and that point score is going to be 20 minutes from now uh for me i don't like it I don't, I don't, I don't for like me
1: that problem is alleviated by just knowing the card pool more and i think the drafting really helps that i think the drafting is is i think the this is the best drafting draft, helps for sure this is the best most fun drafting in any game I've ever played because i love that aspect of it it's so you are building your entire game in the first 10 minutes of the game you build an eight card deck that is your deck that is all the cards you'll ever have all the actions all the possibilities and that to me is like it takes that experience of draft night at magic the gathering Mm -hmm. and it's the closest I've found a board game able to recreate that feeling of like oh man how am I going to put together something that's going to destroy everybody else's deck (laughs) Um, and it it actually I I would say this is the I, I would honestly say this is the closest I've gotten a magic
0: the gathering feel in a board game yet and f- to do that with so few cards yeah to g- do that with so few components yeah. in, the, in the game and, and it's, it's very similar amazing. To magic
1: the resources you're using in order to pay for different cards or you know the-
0: no i i listen this is why i'm why i'm why I'm trying to say that I don't like this game, and I'm trying to analyze why yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. this game, is specifically because I recognize I recognize the the beauty of the design of mm-hmm. it, even though I don't like it. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe I mean maybe we'll try the expansion. Maybe it'll change your mind. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I would love to have another buy. I would game.
1: also say Ian O'Toole had an amazing year. This is my favorite art of the year. I do not care see, for it. See, at I, all. I am a sucker for beautiful fantasy art. And you me, are this is gorgeous.
0: Uh, we, you, listeners should know that we are surrounded by velvet paintings of dragons <laughs> right now. I mean, this sixteen foot one is astonishing. <laughs> it really, it really dominates the room. I, I don't know why, why the dwarf is wearing a thong. I don't yeah. understand that. But hey, everybody has their own style. Did you? Was that your number four or number five? Uh, that was my number five. What's your number four? My number
1: four is Pipeline. Pipeline is a fan fantastic heavy euro from capstone games i believe this was capstone's first original game that wasn't a reprint or a pickup from somewhere else um pipeline is uh, a game that i hope doesn't do the thing that other amazing games like um like uh, panamax and stuff has done which is to sort of just dip out of our uh rotation because i think it deserves more plays i know that the designer ryan courtney is working on an expansion i'm very excited for that Mm -hmm. um but, yeah, I, this is a game that I, I hope we get to play more. I think yeah. I, th- I think it's a game that has um, a high learning curve, and I think I'm not
0: quite at the uh, pinnacle of that learning curve yet. Yeah, I mean, I see why you put it at number four. Um, let's just leave it at that. Okay. My number four is Pipeline. <laughs> 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 uh, let's say this. Mm. If Ian O'Toole has had the best year of his career, Capstone Games oh, publisher has, of has a Publisher of the Year. Publisher of
1: the Year, hands down, By, not even close.
0: Not even remotely no. close. They blew everyone else out they of the water. They are destroying it for our tastes. Yeah, They are now, turning you like out heavy games amazing year, game after amazing game. If you like heavy games, you helped Capstone pay the rent this year. Exactly. I mean, incredible how many great games they put out this year, and Pipeline is no exception. Uh, I will be probably playing Pipeline, Pipeline this afternoon. We have some uh, f- oh, friends of my amazing. friend of my wife, so I'm going to teach my wife and and, and her friends. Uh, I think great. it's. I don't think it's it's inaccessible. I think it's actually fairly easy to understand how yeah. to play. How to play well is a different story. But, to, but the rules overhead for the teach itself is not that
1: bad. Well, I also think it has that Agricola thing where even if you're not competitive, you can have fun building your little world.
2: Yeah, just the little, the little possible AP yeah. part, but like the little like pipeline puzzle. I mean, there is, a, there, is, it's wonderful. It's, there's, there is a
1: multiplayer solitaire element to this as well, where you can really just, you could be failing at the game and still enjoy your little pipe world you've
0: built. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. My number three, here we go, top three. Big time. Big time. My top three. This one, this one, number three, has to have a... I don't know what that was. That was a,
1: s- a snake. Fair I think that was the, the
0: trollop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the number three game for me probably has to have an asterisk uh, in front of it because I've only played it two and a half times. Uh,
1: oh, wow. On Mars is number
0: three. On Mars is number three. I didn't
1: even make my top ten because
0: I... Uh, what, listen, I, I, I was... That's where I was at. I was at, does Taverns of Tiefenthal become number 10 and Pipeline become number three? Or do I, do I go with my brain or do I go with my heart?
1: Yeah. You should have gone with your heart. I went
0: with my heart. My heart is on Mars is my number three game of the year. I think that the, 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 the most recent play, which essentially was a third, was a third play. Each play I got, I got so much more into it each and every time it was almost exponential. And by the, the, the last play of it, I was just deeply, deeply, deeply in, in love with the possibility of what this game could become and could be. Uh,
1: I cannot disagree with you. And I would like to ask you while I'm gone for the next couple of months to please keep it in the rotation so it still exists when I come back.
0: Very much so. Yeah, because
1: Wouldn't I it? I, it could. We, it, we I think we should revisit this list in a year and see what actually stuck around because On, I, on Mars could be my number one by the end of this year. Who knows? By the end of next year.
0: You think we're doing this in a year? You're
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, guys. Wrapping it up. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we got. We, we should have said that at the head. Yeah. Last episode ever. What's your number three? My number three is City of Big Shoulders. I adore this game. I love it. I think it scratches a niche that no other game scratches. Um, I, it, it gives me an 18xx feel. It gives me an arc right feel. It's, I think it's a brilliant worker placement. Game I, I love the uh, the the uh, the mechanic that's in it that I haven't seen anywhere else which is you build your own worker placement spaces mm-hmm. that you get to go to for free but if other people get to go to them you get a benefit um, I think that's really fun that you're drafting your worker placement I can't think of a game where you're drafting your worker placement spaces that are a little bit yours but a little bit communal that the, just that alone is really fun the way operations work in the game the way dividends are paid out um, I think it's great I absolutely love it and I hope it's a game that we play for years and years. Awesome. What's number two? My number two is Barrage. <gasps> what? My number two game of the year. What? Is Barrage.
0: Uh, you got some nonsense coming up now. I don't want to I don't know. Uh, uh, go
1: for it. I absolutely love barrage. Holy um, everything that ever needs to be set up Barrage is here. Um, I think What's the episode? Are you shocked? i'm shocked I, i'm well i haven't
2: played barrage yet and that is my biggest misgiving of yeah. 2019 yeah. we're gonna take care of that
1: i think it's yeah. beautiful um i can't wait for uh them to send me a box that doesn't split on all four corners no. and components that are usable um i hope that will happen they, they hurt uh, him
0: they hurt him bad I mean,
1: uh z- no it's, I, it didn't stop me from enjoying the game i love it um i hope i get to play it more um it is a game that rewards more and more plays it is a game that rewards a meta in your group 100%. I think you have to cre- I think it's a game that you need to find the strategies with in your group. Um you need to find what works for your group and, and I think it's it's a it's a game that could be your only game you
0: own in your group and you would be fine for a long time. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, people who listen to the podcast, you know what my number 2 and number 1 are? It's just a question of what the order is. My number 2 game is you know cr- order. is Crystal Palace. My number 2 game is Crystal Palace. It is a delight from the moment we started playing it. The moment we, the very first turn began and I have four dice and I'm not going to roll them. I have 40 bucks and whatever numbers I choose on those dice is the money that I have to spend for that. And I know that I've got five rounds to, to go through and I'm looking at those loan tokens and how painful and how terrible they are. And yet I'm looking at all the things that I want to and need to do and The just that very first decision of picking the dice on the first round, I was bouncing up and down because it hurt. It hurt so bad trying to figure out how to do that right. And then when I realized with the dice placement, oh my goodness, I have a five. If I put this five here, I can lock that in and I can grab that thing. But if I do, I sacrifice all these other things like holding on to that and being able to person to be the person to decide later on what I'm going to take first not placing that one in that crucial space that if I don't put that there, I don't know what I'm going to do with this one on this die. Uh, it's an it's an amazing design. It's a really incredible game. The only reason it's not number one is that uh, Trey has talked about this a little bit. The cards are a little... There are probably too many cards in the game. It would be a better game if it was a little closer to all or most of the cards for the inventions and most of the cards for the famous personages, if most of them would come out over the course of the game, if you'd be able to see most of them as it is, only about half of the cards come out each game. And because it's a game that exists on that knife's edge, not knowing, having there being a a large random factor as to which synergies are going to appear, you you can spend a lot of your precious, precious resources to get a... Uh, invention that more than one person is going to want and then neither of those people come up in the game Mm -hmm. you have you you, you know you you've been dealt a bad hand by the game and this game is elegant to the point of it it, it's harmed by that inefficiency um
1: i'm just bummed out i didn't get to play it this year who knows where it would be on my list i never it's the most it's the game i most want to play Alfred played it. Was,
2: it was really fun, and not to rub it in or anything, but I, I do think the variability actually is what I found to be part of the sweet spot. Having not played it before, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to have perfect information. I didn't have to have it be a through the ages thing of like, oh, I have to be careful about this card coming out or this thing. Mm -hmm. It was really just kind of pure. So you react to the board as it's changed. Some things are going to be synergized, some things aren't. But then you just have to look at the bigger picture, and it was really cracking.
0: Uh, To to be clear, I think Trey would like the the game where the only cards in the game are all the cards that will come out. You know, more of the Agricola style thing. Um, I'm not. Wait, how is that Agricola? because the the cards for each round are the only cards that come out. You know oh, well, the, I oh, the round, you, 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 the do, you, you mean the
1: occupation cards. Okay, got it. No, I'm not talking okay, occupation okay, got cards. Got it, got
0: I'm it. just saying by, by round uh, round 15, sure, sure, sure. you know exactly that card is going to be this or this and then, then the last card is definitely always yep. going to be this so you can there's some foreknowledge and planning that can go in. Um I'm not of that school, but I do think that the cards are not quite as they they don't uh they don't crush it as well as they could have. There's more, there's, there's some, some things that were left on the table. There's too many of the cards were just like, Oh, that's a, that's not really a very interesting card. I get what it is, but it's not very interesting. And if they called back some of those cards from the deck, uh, they might've made a, a slightly more interesting game. Listen, it's my number two game of the year. I had, it so uh, i know what i'm talking about of the negatives but the truth of it is is that it's an incredible game and it's it's a mean game if you if you're okay with a Mm -hmm. game that doesn't you know that that is going to leave you a little battered a little bloody i recommend playing it and then of course my number one is barrage barrage is is an incredible game where would it be in your top 10 of all time
1: Top ten. Just, I'm not, you don't have to be specific. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it be in the top five? Would it be in the top three?
0: Oh no, no, no. I think it, I think it would be in the top ten, though. Right. But I don't think it would be. You know, I got a, I got a lot of games sure, sure. that are. I, I still need to play more to see, but yeah, it might be eight. Okay, might be might be my number eight Fair. somewhere around there. I won't hold you to it. Um, I, I will say this: I don't. I'm not as enamored of the expansion as other people are. Mm. I think that you know, some of that sideboard stuff pulls the, the mm. attention away I hate from the sideboard. I do. Sometimes Yeah, I do. Sometimes uh, look, if there is, if there are actions that you can take, that mean you don't have to build dams and you don't have to transmit power and you don't have to f- flow water. Yeah. That I think is a negative. You don't right? want a barrage. You don't want a version of barrage where you don't have to barrage. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And and to to some extent. Yeah. Not not all of the things in the expansion yeah, yeah, do yeah. that, but some of the things in the expansion do do that. And and that I'm not that I'm not so crazy about. Sure. But the the ability for to have a building slash construction game on which the in which the way to activate things and to get points is a flowing water system whereby people can steal your water or use the water that you have already used to take these actions again and and the, the way the board plays out pretty much differently every single game is an is is an astonishing accomplishment
1: it's the most old school new school game i've ever played yes it's the most it it it's the perfect combination of it's almost like the modern Euros from it, it's got the entire breadth of history in it. Like it, it still feels like a 1980s, 1990s, hardcore, don't care about you war game or, or, or an evil Martin Wallace, uh, you know, you die to loans game. Um, but it also feels like a very modern Euro as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's very it, it has some very take that elements to it. You, oh, it's it, you, you build you, you build a you build a uh, dam right above my dam and that's war.
1: I, I don't know who said it, but I always think of this quote of if you can't lose a game on turn one, why is there a turn one? That was Joris
0: uh, uh, Viersingen,
1: okay. uh, the yeah. splotter. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's Which what they said. They,
0: that that is definitely the design theory of this game. That was their response to the question of your games are your games are very very hard to yeah. get in, and you can lose on the first turn. And that that was their response. Right. Yes. If you can't lose on the first turn, why I, I, why, why, have why a first Why, turn? why, why Put have that a first on my turn? gravestone? Why not yeah. <laughs> start start on turn start the game on turn two? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, ah, yeah. I get it, I get it. Yep. All, All right, right. Matty. My number one game of the year. I, I, I'm trying to... You know what? I don't even want you to say because I want to try and figure out okay. what the heck it is. Okay. Marvel what Champions again? Is your <laughs> number one... We talked about it. Game. Oh, I know what your number one game is. Okay, okay, okay. I ruled it out because uh, under the rules, yep. it is not a new game.
1: It's 100% a new game.
0: A, you're talking about the second edition of Pax Pamir? Pax Pamir second edition, yes. Okay. But you know that it says second edition.
1: Uh, yeah. Do you know that it has its own BGG listing, as many second editions do, and that, that it is a vastly different game? I, Go ahead. Okay. PAX Premier second edition is, to me, the best design of the year. Um, it is the best game of the year for me. Uh, it is my favorite game of the year. It is the game that I think deserves to be played five years from now. Um, I think Barrage also falls in that category. Mm-hmm. I think anything in my top three falls in that category. Um, but to me, PAX Premier is the most... Beautiful game of the year in terms of its design. In terms of, I think it's a game that plays perfectly at every player count. I don't know if I've, I've played this game now at every player count. I don't know if I've ever felt that way about a game. I like it, and it's a. Comp- it's almost having five games in one. A five-player game of PAX Premier is a completely different game than a four-player or a three or a two because of the way that the game is split into three different factions all fighting for control. The fact that it doesn't look like any other game that's ever been made, the fact that every single component in the game is a component you've never seen before in another game, from the cloth board to these beautiful ceramic blocks mm-hmm. to, I mean, it, 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 the, the way that he uses cards. It, it takes the pack system and just, it, it just takes the pieces it likes from it. Um, It is, it's not a complicated game. I think it's a complicated game to grok, but a simple game to learn. You could be playing the game in five minutes. It's honestly a very simple game to teach. There's only a few actions you can do. It's very simple. You can, you can, it's one of those great games where you can teach as you go. I've taught this game to people who've never played modern board games before, and it blows their minds. The amount of history and theme that comes through it, the... The, the, the fact that there is 100-something deck of, 100-card deck of cards, and every time you only play with 30 of them, th- makes it a utterly, completely different game. I mean, the variability in this game is off the charts. But it, it lacks
0: Phil Eklund's comments <laughs> yes. on that history. It, it is not wildly I, offensive. Every time I'm playing it, I'm like, <laughs> but what does Phil Eklund think about this? Yeah. What does he feel about the Mujahideen? um i would really like to know, uh, no, that. You know. <laughs> no you don't <laughs> no listen uh if 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 my own criteria allowed it to be in my top 10 it would be top four easily yeah. i want to play this all
1: this is a game that i always want to play i i wish i could play it more i want to play it right now I, I i honestly i wish it was a game that everyone in our group was as excited with me because i think it's one of those games that we would have stories about for years oh. because it is so different every time. It is such a knife fight. Well, it was it is a... so mean, It but also so fun. And I don't know the decision space to me is just, ah, I just, I, it's, it's amazing. I mean, the more I, I think about it, the more angry I get that we don't play it constantly. I, I was super, I mean, if I may jump in, I was super excited to
2: play this and I, I, I think I took it the Yes. Game or oh, you, I think
1: you won every time you played it.
2: But that being said, I think the, one of the things that both makes it really special in game space, but also it was a little swingy. Like I didn't have any points in one of the games, and then I came out ahead. And Ooh. of course, that's strategic. And there's like lots to be said there, about it. this.
1: Is a, this is a game that needs many plays to know the card totally, and to know what's not in the deck and things like that. And mm-hmm. but it is. But this is also a game where you have. This is a war game. You have to you be, be really have to, aware of the person. You do, armor. but you have to be tactical as much yeah. as strategic.
0: I fear the. I fear that the last round. Scoring is overpowered. I do feel. I do feel that. But
1: I don't mind. There's it. a it's lot. Just, but, but that. But that. I'm not oh, saying that definitively. No, no, no. But, but a well it. played game is about preparing for the final round. Yeah. That's and, and having more options than other people to make sure you're in the perfect position. That no matter what happens, you can adapt faster than anybody else. It's, that's to me what the game. The game is about building an engine that can adapt to anything that can happen in that last round more than anybody else. And I else. think
2: in in terms of any of the other games you mentioned, this is the one that has the most theme to gameplay ratio. Oh my God, theme because, is insane. Well, all of the PAX games do. This is well, the, the that's,
1: only that's, that's, game that's, that's, I read this year that made me read a 500-page book about a history topic I didn't know existed when until I, I heard it. this I first game.
0: Got, when I first got PAX Perferiana like three years ago, and that started our our whole, we, we suddenly started yep. getting all the PAX games. I didn't know much about the, Porphy- the Porphyrian piece or any yeah, of that sure. sort of stuff. And I'm like, holy cow, what an amazing, amazing piece of history that I knew relatively nothing about and a game brought me into it and had, yeah. me, read, had me read and learn so much more about it. It's really incredible.
1: Um, that's our top tens of the year. Can I yeah, ask yes. you one quick question? Yes. Uh, favorite new game to you of the year? Could I mean, it, maybe it's brush. I don't know. But you tell me, what is your favorite new game you had never played before? That you played in 2019. I have an answer for this. Go ahead, Alfred.
2: I like Tricarion. That was a game that came out a couple years ago. It was introduced to us by accident, by Ooh. random, and it was profound.
1: That is 100% my answer as well. Tricarion is my favorite game I played in
0: 2019. Really? I think, I think Tricarion would be my number three okay. behind Barrage Crystal and Crystal Palace. Palace. Tricarion,
1: you're saying is this right now, me. is then my Zing. top three of all time that's i'm i think it's I, I couldn't love it more it's one of my favorite games i've ever played just played it last
0: week yeah just played it last you week have not yet played the experience amazing here. i've played no i've not played with the with the dog guards academy yeah i have not played with that though i i have a question about that i wonder if that is becoming a hat on a hat there are so many things going on in the game already I don't know from my two plays. I
1: don't think so. It's not doing the barrage thing where you can barrage without barraging. It is. You still have to. Well, because,
0: because what you're doing when you, when you do that is you're, you're improving tricks and you're getting money for loaning out tricks. Or or you're selling tricks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. Which is such a fun concept. It's totally like
0: a brain breaking concept. Can't wait. Can't wait to play with the expansion absolutely love the game it might yeah you know what maybe it is <laughs> maybe it is you maybe know we what all my, share that. You know, my
1: second favorite new to me game in 2019 was just one yeah just,
0: just one was great. Just, one's just one's perfect just one is amazing it's perfect It probably should have been on both of our lists because no, it, except it tw- came out 2018 oh right. it would have yeah. been in
1: my top three yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it might have been number
1: one i mean just it's a yeah. per, it's it's the best family game i've played in in maybe five years
0: you need to play wavelength
1: yeah i do i know
0: it's great Last it's question, most
1: anticipated game of 2020.
0: Mm. Mm, most anticipated game of 2020. If you could
1: snap your fingers right now and have any game being released in 2020 in your hands right now, what would it be?
0: I don't even know. You don't even know. I, I, I don't I'm, even know. I, I mean, I, I got with a couple of things, but go I, ahead.
1: I really, really, really want the Wingspan expansion
2: to balance all the issues I have to well, be... We, we have it right here. <laughs> you have the expansion <laughs> already? Yeah, it came out like two months ago. Yeah. I've been out of it. I've yeah. been a gone <laughs> for 2020. <laughs> we can play it right now. <laughs> I think Barrage is going to be my most anticipated yeah. game of 2020.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, mine is uh, very simply uh, tied... Very closely to Tracarion. My most anticipated game of 2020 is Anachrony Fractures of Time. Uh, mm, okay. I cannot wait right. to get the full experience of Anachrony with all the best, beautiful components in a box that looks like my Tracarion Collector's Edition with all the expansions. Or Smodonian is so big. Yeah, exactly. Um, I cannot wait. I've never played Anachrony, but, uh, and, and look, I'm, I'm well aware that it might be a little more swingy and uh, random than Tricarion. And so I have a caveat that, that that's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I'm very much hoping that it is as good as Tracarion.
0: Folks, that's all we have time for. We are not going to be, we're not yeah, going to yeah, get yeah, a, no. a game year, sommelier again. I apologize, but no no uh, sommelier. Get those sommelier requests in. We actually are, the, the mailbag is a little bit uh, low. Put it on discord, send it to us at uh, contact at GameBrainPod.com. You can find us on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash GameBrainPod. You can join our Facebook group and our Discord channel, both of which very active, very fun. And please do get in those games. If you want to join our Discord,
1: uh, I don't think I even told you on the front. If you go to GameBrainPod.com, on the very front page, there is a yep. link to our Discord. So if you want to join our Discord and you are not on Facebook, literally just go to GameBrainPod.com. You will see a button on the main page that says, join our Discord, and you will get an invite. Uh, one last thing I would just say. Sure. Uh, happy holidays to everybody listening. Thank very you much so much. So. This has been, hands down, the best year of my life in this hobby. Oh, I have had my... This is my favorite year I've had in this hobby. It's my 10th year in the hobby. It's my favorite year. I feel like this is the year where... Uh, it definitely is not a fad. Yes, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. This is a part of my life, and um, uh, the podcast has been a huge part
0: of that. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Folks like uh, like like Joel Lady, who gave us a gave us a shout out on his very very popular uh, uh, video. Blog, sure. um, the people on uh, on Reddit who we had no idea this was happening. So, you know, we just found out later about it that people were really talking up our podcast. When people were talking about the the, the best things of 2019 in the board gaming hobby, uh, we cannot begin to tell you how much that means to us. We're just we're just here living our lives, playing games, and doing a silly little podcast, and running into people at BGG Con that were you know just huge fans and people that just really have appreciated what we're doing it means the world to us we're just we're just a group of friends that love playing games yep. together and we're so glad that it speaks to you we again. have
1: zero aspirations of making this a full-time job in any way in fact if this becomes our full-time job we have failed yes we've done, we've done something, <laughs> something seriously has horribly gone wrong seriously wrong uh, well, the deck builder just went to we really just want to be fans that talk about board games and we will always just be that
2: well and speaking of which if anyone's at PAX East I believe I will be there representing game brain as best to my ability. oh good
1: look for alfred there or as tom calls him dadalias <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, indeed if anyone's on the east coast even remotely close i will travel to your board game Ooh, group.
1: you hear that I don't he's, he's looking if, look if you murder alfred I'm going to come for you. <laughs> okay? That's right. We love Alfred. You do not murder do Alfred. Do not murder that is, Alfred. Let's go out on that. Do not murder Alfred in 2020. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, everybody. Matty, do you
1: want to do the sign off? It's been a while. No, I don't have it in front of me. I'm okay, going to let you do I'm going to
0: do it. it then. Here we go. We'll
1: do the last part together.
0: You've been listening to Game Brain, produced and edited by Matthew Robinson and Tom Donnelly. Special thanks to Daedalus for our incredible <laughs> music. You might know him as Alfred the Man Sitting Next to Me. More on Daedalus at GameBrainPod.com. You can reach us by email at contact at GameBrainPod.com or on Twitter at GameBrain underscore pod. Thanks for listening and go play some games games with with friends or go go make make some friends friends with games. I love you guys.